Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 12th of February, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. We're back. And Robert Kemp. <laughs> We're back after me and Dan's week-long break and Rob's very not week-long break. It's, 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 <laughs> very it's, it's, not breaking. Parenting is not a holiday. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, everyone... You kind of get the gist, right? When people say, like, it's going to be a bit on the tough side, right? Like, yeah. They they undersell it. No, of course they do. <laughs> it's, it's way harder. Like, it's way more, way more sleep. I mean, they say, like, oh, you're going to get a bit of sleep deprivation and something like that. You know, da, 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 da. like, it's... Nah, dog. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Is it specifically the sleep thing? That's the I mean, main thing. I mean, kind of, yeah. We we had we got a heads up that day three is probably the worst day because they they start being slightly less calm. No, no, they're not that calm at first anyway. But like they become slightly slightly less calm, and the sleep schedule starts going a bit weird. And like basically, that was the first night where we had like zero sleep, like at night, right? Like from almost almost twelve to twelve kind of deal. It was just there. Was, there was just nothing happening because it was constant, relentless, if you will. Right. Um, but how does it work? But newborn babies need to sleep, right? <laughs> they, they do, yeah. But they, not, more, not more than we do. Their schedule isn't as even as, or at least no. ours isn't, as even as the articles suggest. Like It's like, oh, yeah, you should probably make sure you're trying to feed every three hours if you're... If you're breastfeeding, and then like, yeah, and then get, they get they'll they'll sleep in between, and that's when you should sleep. And so in in my head, I'm thinking like, I said, like, oh cool, that gives us you know, feeds can be quite long, so that gives us probably a good two hour window, like whenever these things happen. And it's like, oh, no, it's napping. not, it's not, it's not that consistent. No, at night it's almost like feed sleep. That sleep is about somewhere between one and ten minutes, <laughs> and then you're back on it again, and. uh like obviously, it's like it's it's harder for Gnome because she's doing the feeding um, as naturally as possible, and uh, so she's one up, you know, handless most of the time. And it's like, well, what do we yeah. do? Well, we put the telly on, I guess. And, uh, well, I guess, and, and do some stuff there and uh, watch watch a whole bunch of rubbish. Um, just and try and try and stay awake. That's the other thing. It's it's so difficult. Also, yeah, he doesn't. Exactly. Also, he doesn't like his crib at night. So you like even when he's <laughs> sleeping, like one of us is generally holding him, and like, so you know, it's, that's that means you're you also have to stay awake and hope that the other half can can sleep a bit. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I need. To, I need more things I can do with one hand on my phone whilst holding a baby. So I oh, stay I see. awake. Yeah, one-handed. You know I mean? Because yeah. I've been resorting to playing Spider Solitaire of all things. Because it's <laughs> mouse-driven. Well, yeah. Well, and no it's also easy. Phone, it's, right. Yeah, it's also easy. It's just one thumb. I suppose I didn't think about it there. I could actually just sit in here and do something with a mouse head. Yeah, you could theoretically. Yeah, I didn't think that through. Not the most comfortable position no, I guess, well, to no, sit against of, a desk sort of, sort of, holding yeah, a baby. You wouldn't want to go like, oh, I need to be closer and no. accidentally wedge yourself into the desk crushing a small <laughs> child in your powerful thighs. But... <laughs> Can you play Civilization entirely with a mouse? Yeah, I you probably could. Absorbing. The modelled ones anyway. Huh, yeah. That could be interesting. He's not as keen on me as he is known, though, so that's that's also a problem. Well, <laughs> naturally. I think that's natural, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, takes a little while for them to have proper proper recognition and proper bonding. So <laughs> Yeah, quite a while. Yeah. 
Well, I suppose you, you're actually more you you use that like you're more exposed to it than me, thanks to the plague child. Well, sure, but I I like it's not like I was constantly exposed to it. It's like once a week, and that's not right. really enough to to, to like no. perceive change. Well, I guess it sort of makes it easier to perceive changes in theory, but I'm not paying as much attention. <laughs> and if like, well, and, and also it's like it's misleading, right? Because I guess if you if you we've had, we've had visitors like family have obviously come around and said hello <laughs> and it's totally fine utterly yeah completely <laughs> and utterly yeah. beautifully behaved because they've come during the day when he sleeps the most yeah of course so they've been able it, like 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 those those dad how it held him for ages and he was like utterly like quiet and and and, and amazing and then angelic yeah and then like, the moment they disappear, it's like, oh. It's like numb, isn't it, I guess? It's like, you, you don't know, man. You weren't there. <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> so, except a lot of people were. <laughs> I don't mean they were I mean, there not... in their own personal there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they must have all been through it at some point, but they, there's some sort of collective forgetting going on that they then just don't tell you the worst of it. Although, in fairness, that's not strictly true. We have had a couple of mums talk to us and be like yeah no it's yeah it's like well why didn't you say that before (laughs) what i don't get is like how they apparently vary like you'd think i you'd think babies would be roughly the same experience yeah apparently they're quite different (laughs) yeah some of them are a total dream and some of them are an absolute nightmare you see i i knew this was going to happen because i've heard too many stories of recent parents being like being like oh yeah it's been fine They've all, they've all told right, me, right. yeah, it's been fine. He slept through the night like really quickly, and it's it's been great. And then like, and I'm like, well, st- I mean, st- statistically speaking, this means we're gonna have the nightmare, right? Because... Well, also, it's literally only been a week so far. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay, we're, this we're, doesn't necessarily set a precedent. I mean, it's probably yeah, still maybe. it's probably still too fresh in my mind that we haven't got to that sleep deprived forgetting state where it's yeah, just like, like that's probably the, why well, they don't remember goes. it literally yeah because <laughs> their brains didn't function during that period <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is probably true i'm gonna i'm gonna forget all of she hulk by the time by the time this is over i mean i already forgot it i haven't even got doing that <laughs> <laughs> something about twerking we haven't dared watch Borg and like, we thought, I thought about it but it's like that's probably that will put you to sleep yeah <laughs> well yeah, no Borg yeah. is actually really interesting well, it right? is it but keeps, it's not like it's engaging sure but it's not like action or anything no it's not well action. most of the time <laughs> but then like equally I wouldn't go and watch like Transformers or something like that because that's just the, <laughs> too much action that's the wrong side of action right it's, <laughs> too many explosions it's mind numbing explosions are explosions early on <laughs> oh yeah preparing for the video games of the future one, one of the first things I <laughs> sat with with him uh, watching was about two hours worth of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure so, uh... <laughs> I still find it bizarre that I managed to get you and Naomi to watch a show about Danish politics how did I even get that it, it, no we would you were just here right and we, yeah and we just randomly it was just on on BBC oh, Four, was it just while, on? while we were because I'd definitely seen it before. Oh, so okay, I, yeah, yeah, I remember recommending it, but I'm like, still, it must have just been on because otherwise, like, there's no way. I'd be like, hey guys, well, we... check out the Danish West Wing, <laughs> and you'd be like, <laughs> oh, I think honestly, we got drawn in by the fact that we saw the title sequence right, and it just said half <laughs> Dan E, half Danny, and then yeah. and then because half Dan. I now know. I know now what that means. It means it's a Viking name, but it means half Danish, half Dan. Half Dan, okay. Yeah, so like, yeah. 
apparently I, I saw the other day that there's some graffiti in the Hagia Sophia. How do you pronounce that in Istanbul? Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Which you may know it. if you played Civilization. <laughs> one of the, the wonders. I can't remember what benefit that one gives you. Anyway, there's some graffiti there from a Viking who managed to make it all the way to Constantinople. And it's like half Dan was here. <laughs> You know what I could play? Thinking about you, and you mentioned Civ again. It's like I could try like play, two point campus might be a pretty good yeah yeah um, one handed baby game one handed mm, yeah yeah. The only maybe. problem is, is two point campus has stopped cocking working on this PC. So, <laughs> okay, so th- it just doesn't launch anymore. So that's weird. The hell with that. <laughs> it knew. There's no there's no babies in like those games, are there? Like they don't really. Uh, Every, everyone is just a generic mid <laughs> yeah he gets low <laughs> even in, even yeah. at the explicitly school one yeah. they're still all the same everyone's the same yeah. that's quite common in games where children don't exist right like, yeah. I mean obviously in Grand Theft Auto famously they don't exist but uh, so you can't actually be them all the time yeah exactly <laughs> but that's true in a lot of games as well this mysterious some aged people some aged so in Grand Theft Auto, fine, you have five. It's you have sort a, of kids, aren't they? Because they've got teens. In well, that's it, right? the thing. You that's... have your sixteen-year-old son or whatever. But mm. are there any other teenagers in in the world apart from him? Good question. I mean, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Are there? There's, there's the odd baby in Red Dead. It's not GTA, but is there the odd? Are there? Like, is there like in the camp or something or? No, oh yeah, remember. there's the kid. There's the kid of that's the, is that the only kid in the whole world? Is is Jack? You know who you? Oh yeah, of course, played, of course. Played, yeah, yeah, that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. The only child in all of America. <laughs> in all of America, and he has to survive because he ends up a playable character at the end of the first game. <laughs> Spoilers. And he's, and he's got to get rescued by Clive Owen at some point because he's the only oh. child in America. That's <laughs> how that works, right? <laughs> that's how it works. I'd watch that Western. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a plot of um, Children of Men, isn't it? Like, yes. Well, kind of. I guess it's not. It's, it's not even been born yet in that film. So. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've only seen that once, and I didn't like it as much as I hoped. I need to give it I've, another I've, try. I've only wa- yeah, I've only watched it once. I had it on on, on HD DVD of all things. Yep. Um, oh yeah. And I, I've watched it the once, and I I really enjoyed it actually. Is like, that Alfonso Cuarón that film? What's who's who directed that? I don't know. No, you're you're on your own there. Um, Googling, <laughs> Googling, probably here. Um, Googling. Uh, yeah, it is Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. That was good. Don't see much Clive Owen these days. No, what's he up to? He's retired. <laughs> How much trouble is he currently in? <laughs> that's yeah. the actual question. Yeah. Why has he been? Has he been? No, I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying that's like if you haven't seen someone for a while in in a Hollywood oh, context, yeah. it's like I wonder why. Standard cancelled something <laughs> in some way, potentially. It's true. He's not doing any films or anything. <laughs> Shoot him up. The last thing he did. <laughs> he was in Kirby Enthusiasm. <laughs> okay. Twenty twenty. But that's it. He was in Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. <laughs> oh, yes. Remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he totally was. <laughs> oh, that was dumb. Of course, I thought they were perhaps going to do more of those, but... but <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that must have bombed, right? Surely. Yeah. Well, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. But also, I don't know that Luc Besson 
does sequels generally. Mm, that's true. That's true. Not really his thing. Anywho, <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. Wave in, of baby, in, random. Yeah, definite wave of wave of baby, not wave of babies. Yeah, <laughs> wave of baby. <laughs> At least that's a relief. What was it that was telling you that um, um, older mothers are more likely to have, to have twins or something? Surprise twins. <laughs> yeah, 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 so no, you got away with that one. I don't know that there's it's such so much of a thing about surprise twins these days. You know, you know, <laughs> yes, yeah, you can yeah, find you out know, yeah. quite easily. You know. Um, It, well, yeah, and there is a bit of a a twin streak on Gnome's yes, side of, of course. the family. So, given that she's a twin, yeah, yeah, and there's other twins in the family. It's like, yeah, it's it's fairly common on Gnome's side, so we dodged it. Thankfully, <laughs> one is enough. One is work. But how much percentage more work is two though? Like, it's not 100% more work. I know, it's not 100% more work. <laughs> yeah. uh, it depends if they're synced. Well, yeah, that's true. If, they, if everything is synced up, then then that would be a lot easier but then maybe it's like naturally synced because if one goes the other one probably picks yeah, well, yeah, up they just stress each out. other up all the time yeah so it's probably more it, yeah it's probably more work but maybe not 100 <laughs> percent. but i mean you won't be able to play one handed game with two babies <laughs> <laughs> no that's true no handed games and they really would have to get used to you'd have no choice you'd have to somehow make the perfect crib environment like just sever my arms and make a crib out of it. I don't know. <laughs> have you? Have you, has your crib got like? Have you got like a little motor on it to make it swing or whatever? No. Well, we're using a a Moses basket type thing at the moment, which is on rockers. So it's right. um, you know pretty much any movement the Babs makes will send it jiggling a little bit. Um, but you know we can we can just it's got like these little runners underneath so you can actually just rest your foot on it and do it that way. So it's do it that way, right? Um, uh, so yeah, we've been doing that. No, no, no automatic rockers. I'm not actually I convinced remember, it was... makes a huge difference at the moment. Anyway, like <laughs> the rocking, yeah. yeah. I I remember that Vanessa had some kind of auto jiggler thingy on the pram, <laughs> which I was impressed by. <laughs> Apparently, it's a common thing. It's like it's like in the shape of a rocket, but it's an auto jiggler. I really hope that's the brand name. Auto jiggler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob Robco is not going to. Get yeah, I was about. To, to, I, did, I literally fought that joke, and I was like, "I'm not going to say that one." No. <laughs> no, we're, we're not getting into the infant market. No, it's not. It's not your market. <laughs> oh boy, you'll have to go back quite a few podcast episodes to understand the Robco. Not story. that many, though. Yeah, some, but not a ton. <laughs> right, oh, should we? Should, I'm sure there'll be plenty of baby random. Oh, uh, will there? We need a we need something alliterative like a like um <laughs> baby you know, backlash kitchen bitch into a house grouse baby baby, baby backlash okay we'll have that section coming coming every every other week I mean I've got I've got, an, I've got an opening statement for it I've already been pissed on <laughs> well obviously <laughs> well I mean naturally but yeah but like like proper comedy fountain style. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's more frequent that episode than, than, than I expected, to be honest. I thought that would just be like like a couple of times, but like, yeah, no, if you're in the middle of a nappy change, you're at risk, like pretty much guaranteed. Right, it happens. <laughs> okay. There you go. Truth. 
remember that early episode of the uh, of the thick of it where the, the woman's being a, a real pain and it's like oh, i had to clean up my own mother's piss like it's just a nightmare or whatever and at the end the politician's like it's just piss i mean, I mean i've got children like it's just cleaning up my children's piss all the time it's nothing normal it's just I mean, it is a god at this point, at least nothing really smells that bad. So, so right, that's surely right, not right. going to last. No, I, that will change. I, yeah, <laughs> I bet it. I bet it won't. But uh, I bet it won't last. But at the moment, that's that's. I'm so thankful for that. It makes it makes it so much easier. I mean, unfortunately for me, I'll be the one to tell you that probably because yeah. you won't notice. After I mean, a while, I, no- I mean, you'll notice oh, in the immediate. Oh, you reckon I'll it. go nose blind? Yeah, but you it. won't notice if it fills the house over time oh, that's true <laughs> that is true it's okay but then the I'm... summer is coming you can open some windows I'm usually pretty sensitive yes that, right? you are like, actually so like cat bombs that were were normally pretty obvious well cat poop is a special kind of <laughs> thing a special kind of poop <laughs> yeah so we'll see we'll see how well my uh queasiness copes that's the other thing i'm pretty queasy around bad smells i'm pretty queasy around a lot of things these days but <laughs> definitely not helpful no, if you haven't slept at all that probably doesn't help <laughs> I don't know if, maybe maybe it does because it's just not your primary concern <laughs> yeah maybe News, news. We got some news to talk about. Three weeks of news. Yeah, we got loads of news. It was, it, it, and it, it was a lot of, and then suddenly all the news happened. Also, all, yeah, all it's news once. time, isn't it? Yeah. So some of this isn't going to have aged very well. Most of it you're going to have heard already. So I think we can crack on through a lot of the early stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. Uh. That there, Goldeneye 007 finally came out. Um. Just about. Just about. Um. It was sort of out. I, I was expecting it to be part of like both microsoft and nintendo's things but it wasn't mentioned in either of them well they'd was, already done that well yeah it sort of predated them a little bit like yeah. well no actually the, the developer direct was uh i think subtly before well, but I meant when they first announced it was coming back they did it in both of their things at that time uh yeah were they in an event or did they just tweet it i think they just tweeted. no i think they i think they were in in the video presentations just after well, maybe Ninty did. Yeah, I don't know if Microsoft uh, did. Yeah, maybe it wasn't in Microsoft's yeah. one. But it definitely was in Nintendo's one, because yeah. they did the golden eye pan the thing across the screen shot. Sure. As you do. So it's it's really interesting, these golden eye releases, because they're, they are different, and we knew they were going to be different, right? So the, uh, the Switch version gets online play through Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of not, it's not, don't expect matchmaking or anything like that. I think it's like it allows you to do it with friends via the, the sort of remote play stuff that the Switch Online thing has. Mm. You know, so you can basically say, oh, invite my friends to a game or something and they'll, it will stream to them and stream their controllers. But it's like Steam Play or whatever that thing is called. Right. Steam Remote Play. Um, I believe that's how it works anyway. I've not got the Switch version because the, the Xbox version came out on Game Pass. Um, so I've been toying with that, and that gets that gets the 4K treatment basically. So it's it's running it running at 4K, um, and its claim to fame is that they've modernised the controls, mm. so you can actually play it with proper left stick movement, right stick aiming, aiming, and you can't on the Switch. The Switch has to use N64 like move and look with the C buttons and things like that, which is apparently is like a real pain. Like mm. it doesn't map very well. Well, yeah, because um, the shape of the controller is so different. Yeah, um, 
to the point where people have been coming up with solutions where like you can use if you if you have two pairs of Joy Cons, you can like have them both hook up to the console console at once, and then you can use the control modifiers somewhere in the systems menu to make it so like one of the controllers acts like the C buttons or th- in. Anyway, you can remap it in some weird ass way so you can actually have the sticks, but the, the sticks will work digitally rather than analogically. Analogically. Uh, <laughs> It's a weird situation to be in. Also, people don't like that the, these these remakes aren't... They're not remakes, but these these the remasters aren't perfect either. So the 4K one has the problems where it shows up the N64's like vertex mapping and stuff like that. So there are holes in geometry here and there. Yeah. The emulation's not doesn't doesn't account for that. Because you'd never tell on old exactly. 220 by 240 res. In, 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 the, in the original it resolution, it wouldn't have been an issue. But but ramp everything up. You start to see the breaks in 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 the floors and things where the yeah the math doesn't quite line up. These are just emulations actually... ultimately. These aren't like full on ports, by the way. Both of these are emulation jobs. Um, what I wonder is how did we or anyone actually manage to play the four player like split screen with the resolution and frame rate know, that man. low? It's like what? How could you even tell what the frick was going on? I, think, I don't always... think you could, and that was kind no. of half the because, like, I remember like when you were playing like landmine games and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, the yeah. Landmines, so that was intentionally. Yeah, ridiculous. the landmines are so tiny you can't see where any of them are, and, no. so, and then you can't see massive... someone anyone throwing them. And look, the same thing with the hand grenades, right? Because you could put the hand grenades on, but you could never see them until they exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird time. It was only really like Goldeneye that like truly suffered from that. Other games like worked around it and like did other things to make things visible and stuff like that. But Goldeneye they just didn't give a monkeys. It's just... No. <laughs> and yeah, I guess at the time, yeah, the novelty of it all was definitely a thing, right? It wasn't hadn't really been. I don't know that that style of multiplayer had really been achieved on a console before in an FPS. No. No. So I think things like maybe Quake, maybe Quake Two on the PlayStation had done some split screen stuff before, but probably not in four player. When was like the Turok? Was that after? Uh, Turok. I don't know that Turok had a four player split, especially not Turok One. Mm, they might no. have been getting there with Turok Two, which probably was after Goldeneye. After, yeah. Um, and Fair then obviously enough. they lent into it with Rage Wars when Rage Wars came out, and just like we're just, we're just doing a multiplayer about. game. Um, yeah, that was later. Yeah, yeah. Which is wild if you think about it. But like yeah. back, back then, they someone just decided to make a multiplayer only or deathmatch well, focused game. Like back I, then, someone had to get there first, right? It's like what was the first uh, Unreal Tournament? I mean, it would have been around like the time, three, of, doesn't it? UT would have been out for sure. Yeah, UT's the one, isn't it? Yeah. They would like sod it. Deathmatch is the fun part, so we'll just make a deathmatch game. Yeah. <laughs> Won't even bother with a story. Nope, pretty much. Just avoid it altogether. And now arena shooters don't really exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, well, they, they there's tr- different, they... different kind of arena. <laughs> unless you count Battle yeah, Royale. Yeah. Yeah. Battle they... Royale is the equivalent, yeah. It's the nearest we have to an arena shooter now. I mean, they still exist. Overwatch, Quake is still about, but like Quake Champions somehow is still still live. In an era of everything being cancelled, yeah, like Rumble, like Rumbleverse, like Quake Champions is still running. Really, one of the other Quake things got cancelled, though, didn't it? 
I think the original Quake Live yeah, is, that's, is now that's down. Yeah. Um, Quake Live was pretty cool. Well, Quake Live was Ten weird, right? Because it actually just installed Quake 3 to the machine, <laughs> but as a plug-in yeah. to, to your browser. To your browser, uh, and yeah. Then, and it would just launch the game through the website. It was, it was weird. It's amazing it's getting a cool worked idea. at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it, was it WebGL and... Uh, no, no, no. It was just... This, oh. It predated all of that, so it's right. um, it was just straight up Quake Three. Interesting, just rewrapped. What happened to? I've never figured out what happened to that Unreal Tournament kind of open source thing. I mean, it's dead now. Yeah, but <laughs> um, why? Why didn't the community just keep developing it? I guess. Uh, I, don't, I, yeah. I think they were, but the community wasn't massive. That was sort of the problem. Mm. And it's like Epic right. never really yeah, pushed its existence. No. No, they so, didn't. So to the mainstream, it's totally unknown. Mm. Um, it, and it was, I guess it was, the intent was always to, just to try and, I, I wonder if it was just used as a sort of unreal test bed, like where the community was like just working yeah. on UT, because it was mainly UT4, right? It was like, no, sorry, yeah. Unreal, unreal Engine 4, not Unreal 5. So yeah. we haven't really got an Unreal 5 equivalent. Um, not yet. Yeah. Like that. But all the Unreal Five tools are out, and anyone can mess with them. But there's no singular project that everyone. No. Um, yeah, I guess it just didn't. It wasn't marketed, and it didn't take off of its own accord. So, so they didn't care. Yeah. Um, anyway, go on, I. That came out. I've been playing it a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> um, I sort of forgot how jank it was. Somehow, yeah. Well, it's just the mission structure. The mission structure are so like incomprehensible at times it's like we well, got to do this thing got to do this thing and it doesn't really like it was pre like, oh, yeah, proper yeah. briefings or anything like you had to try and read yeah. that document and it was which would say do a thing you wouldn't really know how to do that thing no. like perfect dark ended up doing a way better job but was still pretty obscure at times of that sort of information um yeah, I feel okay. like Half Life. Uh, obviously, it's different because it doesn't have objectives and stuff. But I felt it, it really was like a masterclass in 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 linear, you know, first person level design, basically. And everything mm. after that was kind of very influenced. But GoldenEye was predated it, so it didn't happen. Well, the trouble with GoldenEye is it's like it's trying to be the film, but like the film doesn't have the rest of the levels, basically. The film has like two scenes in this level, and then you've got to make up yeah. all this rest of this level that yeah, joins them up. They make, they make connecting bits uh, to try and make it make sense a bit. I mean, it's kind of amazing that they did actually almost follow the film beat for beat, but with some extra. Yeah, bits. impressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it somewhat flows. Uh, anyway, that's good, and I. Uh, it's about. It happened. It's amazing that it happened at all. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so, Developer Direct, um, Microsoft. Microsoft's first, well, the first, the first <coughs> big event of the year, I suppose, for, for many of the major publishers. Um, uh, they sort of uh, dialed in on six projects. Was the idea of this? It's like it's not a big showcase. We're going to do a do a deep dive on six things. One of them being Elder Scrolls Online. That conveniently <laughs> they then said it's like, oh, we're not actually going to go that deep on this. We're going to say <laughs> a few. God. We're going to say a few things, and then we're going to have a separate event for for ESO. For the, for, so woo bloke, so, yeah, woo, woo ladies, the, the woo crowd bad. can have their own little little thing. Um, I mean, my note here just says ESO is still a thing. Yeah, like it still it, is somehow. It must be quietly quite big, right? I mean, it's 
I, I, well, just this morning I was watching a video about like why you should move from ESO to Guild Wars Two. Oh, no, really? <laughs> and it sounds like ESO has a, like a shit ton of content, but then that's oh, yeah. one of those things where it's just like it's only ever going to become increasingly impossible to get into. Well, apparently, they, yeah, because that was one of the things they mentioned in this, right? It's like now, I think if you're like all of the content, there's some level at which like you, when you get into it, you have access to everything now up to a certain point. Like yeah. the latest expansions, I think, are still locked behind paywalls of some description. But most of the old stuff is now available. And they've also engineered it in a way that you don't have to have... There's no like core progression through them. You can sort of tackle them in any order that you fancy. Right. Um, be like, oh, this one's good. Do this one. That kind of thing. Um, or this area is good. Go do this. And I don't know. I don't know how they're doing that. Whether they gate them to their own progressions within each expansion or something like that. So there's mm. some extra, some side <laughs> side quest level or <laughs> something alongside your main character level. I don't know. Anyway, they're, they're sort of trying to solve that problem and keep, and keep everything in the game rather than doing the destiny thing which is to take continent content out right yeah right um, yeah the video i was watching this morning i had i guess i hadn't really seen that much footage of ESO, but like the guy was talking about oh before i played ESO, i played skyrim so when the, when they changed the ui of vso to match skyrim i was totally used to it and i was like oh god the skyrim ui no <laughs> like as soon as I saw it, it was like, oh no, <laughs> can't possibly imagine having to manage an MMO in that UI. <laughs> Vertical lists of everything. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, far too much stuff. Also, I wonder if dagger, 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 dagger still works. Well, I mean, it definitely has the same skill tree. Like, even in the, the bit of footage he shows, it's like in the middle of a fight, a giant bit of text comes over the middle of the screen. Where it's like, me, I'm a level to thirty-seven. <laughs> it's like, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's still still Elder Scrolls. Yeah. I mean, they were making a big deal about if they're adding a new class, which is apparently something they do incredibly rarely in these sorts of games, but I guess, I don't know how difficult it is to do that, but maybe maybe really difficult if well, you've got all yeah, this content. A lot of balancing, especially because ESO has maybe more focus on PvP. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, there's a lot of PvE, obviously, because <laughs> it's Elder Scrolls. Mm. Anyway, ESO, um, they did a bit of that. We got to see a little bit of Forza. Um, still no specific date is the major takeaway from that. It looks rad as flip, but like... It looks like cars. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and you know, they, they, what was interesting is they actually sort of highlighted a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, here's, here's a deep dive on the graphics. Here's a, here's a little bit of a talk about the physics model. Here's a talk about the audio, which I, I found really interesting. That's kind of cool, like how cool. much effort they're going into making the making the engine sound right and how the reverb on the track works and it's like, like okay oh, this is nice. cool have they caught uh, up to Gran Turismo <laughs> the audio levels of spending way too long doing it I don't, yeah I don't, I don't know uh, um, I don't know if G, just, just GT used the thing that, that Sony tried to advertise the PlayStation could do like ray trace the audio instead of ray trace the graphics and spatial no I can't remember it must do though, right? Or because yeah. somebody's Maybe. got to use that thing. It's got to be the fir- relatively yeah first party stuff. I mean, and they were t- in the in the Sforza thing as well. They were saying it's like, yeah, our ray tracing works on these sorts of surfaces, and it does it all at sixty fps on console, and it's like it's like at four k, and they're like, okay, that's pretty impressive. Show me, let, Very. Let's, let's see, let's see that in action. They were like, there's certain. It, the, the key thing where it was like specific surfaces, like curved glass, for instance, is notoriously difficult. 
so they're not doing yeah. it on that. And no. there's a certain reflectiveness fresher where if it's if it would be an unclean reflection, say like you know not not a crisp reflection, they're not doing it, um, and they'll fake it in some way, which is probably the right decision to make, right? Because you're not going to care too much about fuzzy reflections. Yeah. Um, it's only if your car is super shiny, <laughs> you know, or in the windows and stuff that you're really going to want that stuff. Um, so I think they're making smart decisions with how this stuff works, and uh, yeah, can't wait, honestly. But the, yeah, no specific date. Slightly worrying. Slightly like what, like how this was supposed to be out end of last year originally, and uh, you, you still haven't dropped a date. It's how far away is it? How? I hope it's this year. Oh, it's damn well better. Microsoft need games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe that's my, why they have to make a big deal out of it <laughs> because it's actually quite far away. You know? So um, we also got a little bit of a look at Minecraft, uh, a deeper dive in Minecraft Legends. I'm coming around to it. This this looked kind of cool. Well, I mean, it is exactly what you suspected it might have been even from that first trailer yeah. where it's like it's basically just a MOBA it's a MOBA but, it, but, it, but it's <coughs> pretty freeform right so you're building your defences and there's there's all kinds yeah. of stuff you can build to help I mean, you and it's I feel like that's one of those things where it's just not actually going to matter well there'll be a strategy and... well or it will just be like you'll build all the fantasy defences but it won't matter because people will just like pinpoint alpha it and just bust through in one place and then everything else you've built will be completely will be irrelevant useless. yeah <laughs> Maybe, maybe, but uh, I don't know. A little bit, a little bit of me is interested now. It, still not so sure. I'm into their like almost cell shaded version of Minecraft look to it. Mm. it like that's almost the, uh, the the most off off putting thing about it. But there's, I can see Minecraft Legends doing pretty well. I can see it now. Yeah, probably more so than Minecraft Dungeons. Well, which didn't really take. Yeah, but that was because that was a bad game, not not because <laughs> the concept was bad. Yeah, okay, I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. So yeah, uh, hold off to that. That's out in April. Um, uh, I'm specifically skipping the order around a bit here oh, yeah, because I want to end on 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 what is clearly the best part of this whole thing. Um, they ended the show with Redfall, um, which. Um, I don't know. I came away looking sort of somewhat surprised. Actually, it kind of looked better than I was expecting because well, they were they were sort of originally pitching it as a bit of a like Left for yeah, Dead. It's not as experience. Left for Dead as it looked like. No, originally. it's way more. It's arcane, way more as, as I've it's said. Way more open world game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's way more co op open world game. And um, uh, but it, as I said, the, the gameplay looks way more like an arcane game than I was expecting. Right, so it looks like your your death loop kind of. I I it, look, it, look, it looks a bit dishonoredy. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you can definitely see that studio style, but I like, it, it, I don't think it looked that like interesting <laughs> in like terms of shooting stuff or anything. It's just like this doesn't look like it's going to be very interesting to play. I d- yeah, I don't know. I, I I was more up on it having seen this than I have been. Let's put it that way. I'm a, I'm a little more impressed with it coming away from this dive than. Before, but also I like get the feeling when they might have shown too. It might have been one of those we showed too much presentation. Like, like the, the arcane are very used to at this point. They always show too much. I thought they showed too much Death Loop before it came out. Mm. Um, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but that was over multiple presentations. That was over. Yeah, that was over. I mean, technically, this over one over. is over multiple presentations as well at this point, but not into the same. No, not yeah, in only, like length. Only really two though, right? They only really had their major reveal yeah. trailer, and then this. 
and then it's coming out uh, May second. So, in terms of the cycle, yeah, I think that's fine. But like, perhaps deep, like because they were talking about how there's these weird, like, uh, you know, some of the bosses and some of the like advanced strategies, and they were talking about this weird, like, these psychic realms kind of things that like where where the, where the vampires are in control and the world isn't right. And it's like maybe hold some surprises back, you know. Uh, that stuff sound doesn't sound bad, but I'd quite. It, it sounds like some of that stuff you might just want to encounter, right? And be yeah, like, "What maybe, the bloody hell is this?" Maybe they have, like, maybe it was the opposite problem. Like, they kind of felt they had to show that to make it so that people would realize it's not a, just left for dead. A bit more compelling, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Market the marketing guys might 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 have sniffed that one out, um, but yeah, I'm a bit more up on it, I think, than I thought. And also, they they did, even though it's co-op focus, they did mention that it can be soloed. So mm, yeah, um, like that's a risky situation as well. Like, is it crap? Like, what's over? Yeah, it? what's the balance like? <laughs> or is it AI filling in? Gas. Oh I hope not. that would be way worse. <laughs> um. So who knows? I mean, it will come out on Game Pass, so maybe I'll give it a go. <laughs> Presumably, yeah. Um. I mean, it will. It absolutely is. Um. But all of this pales compared to what absolutely stole the show. <laughs> um. Tango GameWorks. Um, were, were part of the, the Bethesda and Zenimax acquisition. Um, they're most famous for games like The Evil Within and most recently Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, they've been working on a little project and kept it incredibly under wraps and unleaked until they shadow dropped it on the damn show. And holy shit, this is a me <laughs> the game. Big one. Like um, game of the year twenty twenty three already. I mean, it, it's it's on the cards, man. Uh, Hi Fi Rush, this a rhythm character action game. So, and by character action, I mean like DMC, Devil, you know, Bayonetta style, uh, style present, um, stop, you know, that sort of combat, yeah. combat yeah. focus game, but with where everything happens to the beat, uh, and they they could not stress that enough. Everything happens on the beat. Just feel the beat. Beat, 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 beat. Be, if you could do a supercut of how many times they say beat, it would be pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, comic book style, really great look, amazing animation, um, and just a total, total surprise. And mm. uh, spoiler alert, I guess, from where we talk about this in our usual slot in the in the in the podcast, I absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> amazing. Yep. Amazing! How, what a great way to do this. Just, <laughs> just drop it and and like everybody just it's taken over. It's taken like Microsoft needed a needed a, uh, an adrenaline injection. You needed a win, yeah, and, uh, and they've they've achieved it here. A W, as they say, a W. Yep, <laughs> big fat Wario. <laughs> <laughs> big fat Wario, right here. Well, that's a shame because then an L is a, a Luigi. <laughs> anyway. yeah. Not even a Waluigi. <laughs> uh, okay, well, coming up, uh, a large section on that game. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll be a, la- be a large section, but it'll be a section. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, I did not see it coming. I was, yeah. I'm kind of like everything else I've just talked about it's kind of nonsense it's like just go play Hi-Fi Rush man it's on it's on Game Pass right now it's actually also on PC and Steam and Epic mm. so it's like they've they've it's come out in more places than you'd think and uh, and it's great um, 
Uh, alrighty, moving on. So, uh, just keeping with the Microsoft theme, I suppose. Let's roll on. Uh, so, Microsoft have accused Sony of misleading EU regulators over the Activision deal. It's like, in my notes, I've written, the gloves are coming off. <laughs> uh, I think Microsoft are finally losing their patience with with how Sony is approaching this uh, because the EU has basically threatened to block it at this point. Um, mm. Uh, and that the, the the I think the EU is like the most skeptical over it than <laughs> over all of the regulators at this point. Um, so uh, they're basically just come out and saying like, "Hey, we're 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 not sure Sony is Sony is overegging the whole Call of Duty thing. It's not just about Call of Duty. I think that whole no. conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about, hey, don't forget King, guys. King is enormous, mm. but perhaps doesn't affect Sony's business as much." Um, uh, yeah, so so Microsoft have re- restated that they plan to to d- carry on Call of Duty for for ten years on PlayStation, um, and that it would agree to a more permanent contract if uh, if Sony were if that would <laughs> appease Sony, like put something in writing, get it get it locked in. So hey, Microsoft really want this deal to happen, and I think that's fair enough. Like you know. If, if, if Sony are worried about it, about Call of Duty, then and Microsoft just want to be like, well, fine, we'll make Call of Duty not an issue. You can have it. Anyway, that's what's happening in lawsuit land. <laughs> lawsuit land. <laughs> not really lawsuit, I suppose. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to shift around in my notes a little bit. Let's try and stay on the Microsoft tip. Um, so coming back to those layoffs that Microsoft had a few weeks back, um, we now know a little bit more about where they affected things. Um, three four three studios uh, was apparently we we knew they had been hit by it. Apparently, that number was over ninety developers um, uh, from the studio were lost. Um, as a result of that, they are maybe maybe not as a result. This might have been decided before, but all, but Story DLC has now been cancelled, um, which is. A little weird because, like, when you were playing Infinite Halo Infinite, you sort of knew that there were bits of map that didn't seem particularly used, mm. and there were certain things on the map where, which never really became a a thing at all. Um, they were like these these shrine type objects that were never really part of the plot or never really part of the thing, and so it's mm. like, oh, maybe they're going to do stuff with this. Maybe they're just going to use the world and add some more things into it. Um, some side story or something. Uh, but yeah, it, it felt like that was going to happen. It's not now. Um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. In Halo Infinite, it's a bit of a, bit of a shit show. Well, yeah. The, the question is, what are, they, what are they actually going to be doing now? Well, apparently, most recently, they have finally started to use Forge Mode. Like, Forge Mode released, right? But now, yeah. they're, now they're trying to alleviate their own pipeline problems by making community playlists, mm. which, isn't, which is exactly what they've done in previous Halo games, right? Dating all the way back to 3 and Reach, I think. They yeah. started doing that stuff to keep... And it's like, fair enough, do that. That will keep... That actually adds a, some much-needed variety to the game. Um, decent idea. So that, that's actually finally going in. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I think Halo Infinite might actually just sputter out the other, th- the other thing they've announced, yeah. they've announced is that they they're ditching Slipspace engine. So this whole 
rebuild the whole deal the whole yeah. deal like they've des- they've they've designated that as a failure so presumably a lot of those 90 developers were the engine devs mm. um right um and they they've announced they're going to move to unreal 5 for the next halo game and just that, be like does that makes it be more or less likely <laughs> Really good question. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> like, how good is Unreal and split screen? <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly, it's, clearly, three four three's own engines haven't been capable. So, like, I, I would hope Unreal would already be capable. Trying to think of a game that that, that did it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, not in Unreal Five. I mean, Unreal can do pretty much anything, well, right? Because yes, in theory, because Hi-Fi Rush is Unreal powered. I don't think it's Unreal Five powered. I mean, they're Unreal, currently, but, work, it, but it looks amazing. They're currently working on an. Unreal 5 version of Rocket League and that has split screen oh. so <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> not that there's uh, much to Rocket League in split and, screen and, really and Fortnite is already Unreal 5 powered right so sure. I know I know Unreal 5 can do it but like, what's a big open world game in Unreal Engine um, Mass Effect the early yeah. Mass Effects before they were they're not really big open world they're, they're not they're not open world no unless you count the planets <laughs> Because <laughs> obviously that Matrix City demo shows that it can be. Done. I just don't yeah. think there is a is a big open world, you know, like a oh, Watch Dogs. Uh, what, how about Borderlands? That's, that's unreal. unreal powered. Yeah, that's not really open world yeah, either, though. Cool. Really, I mean, it's lots of segmented ish. areas. Yeah, I don't. I think, I don't you know, I, I'm thinking of something like Assassin's Creed or something. You know, you know what I mean, like an open world. Uh, I'm just wondering if they'd cross that that yeah, kind of threshold yet. What's Assassin's Creed powered by? Is that like like that's a, must an, be its an internal thing, engine? Yeah, I think so. And Watch Dogs and stuff is must be the same as Assassin's Creed, right? I guess. Yeah, the Ubisoft engine. Some sort of Ubisoft yeah. engine, whatever they call it. They've got a few now, yeah. I think, Ubisoft. Yeah. And obviously, like, Spider-Man is its own thing, right? Stuff That's not Unreal, is it? I mean, probably still... No. Probably the biggest Unreal over world is still Fortnite, because that map's not small. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. It is massive. A, uh, what probably about... Fortnite. What is Apex powered by? I suppose that's... EA. That's not, it's not Frostbite, no. though, but I guess it's right. re- Respawn's own engine. Interesting. Anyway, I just thought uh, that that might be a barrier that they haven't I mean, quite yet. Jedi might be unreal powered. Speak, thinking of respawn, but like, oh yeah, I think it is, but yeah. that's not open world. I don't I mean, think. It's open world ish. It's it's Metroidvania, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's open world adjacent. <laughs> sure. Anyway, just thought. But yeah, uh, we we it can do pretty much anything. Uh, I, yeah, I think at this point it's safe to say Unreal's a safe bet. I mean, stage. Unreal powers um, uh, the the. Uh, What's the Zelda remake on the Switch? The uh, links away. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it does. Yeah. It's not CryEngine any longer. Not CryEngine <laughs> for all those weird games that used CryEngine. Yeah, not many. Sonic More Boom. than you Sonic think, Boom. <laughs> yes, Sonic Boom, for example. <laughs> Famously, the weird one running on CryEngine. What an odd choice that is. Right. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah, so that's that's going. I just on. remember that you know that guy Ben that we knew. He's not a really nice guy, mm. but he worked there. And I remember when and he worked on CryEngine, and he said it was a nightmare. But um, <laughs> do you remember they just didn't pay them yeah. for like months? Yes, shocking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, who owns that stuff now? Someone like Crytek aren't necessarily their own thing anymore. It's kind of owned by someone else. And yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Uh, Right. What else do we do? Um, sort of drift, stay on the Microsoft side a little bit and give me some segues. <laughs> uh, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, all three of them are no longer part of E3. 
So E3 right. might be over, guys. Finally. Yeah, because what? Because this means they're not going to do their big press conferences, I guess. Well, they already were. It, it means they're not going to be have booths. Yeah, but does right. this does this mean we're going to get like the Microsoft showcase at the Microsoft Theater? You know, well, I mean, probably the, the big event. Or are they going to? They might as well. Or are they going to do these developer? The or are they going to do a Nintendo and everyone do directs? Like, are Sony content with state? I mean, of they play? really basically are doing that. Yeah, it's like have they done a? I mean, Microsoft have, I guess, in the, in the Microsoft Theater. Sure. But that's basically it. Sony, the so last Sony one was that weird one where they kept moving people around to different venues. Yeah, the the, the, was, it the last of, was it the Last of Us 2 year? And the Ghost of Tsushima thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's looking like the, the, the closest to an E3 kind of replacement is the Game Awards at this point. Yeah, kind of. Probably the biggest thing on the calendar now. <laughs> You know, that's not just one. You know, well, that's not really a show. I mean, it's a show. It's not like it a, is a show. It's not like a show floor show. No, it's, no, definitely, it's that, definitely not no, a floor no, show. It's there a, won't be one of those. Yeah, but even even then, it's not really the same thing, is it? Because it's kind it's kind of a here's here's the trailer moving on yeah. kind of thing, as opposed to like a uh, like they don't do. This is not the place for where they do dives. I guess ONL is a little bit Gamescom ONL is a little more mm. what you'd expect from a. From an E3 style show where yeah, they do no, get developers on and they talk about it for a bit. And no one actually needs to do any floor stuff any longer. It's all just online. The only the yeah. only floor stuff now is like at, like packs for the indies, and that yeah. makes sense for them. Yeah, for them. Yeah, it, it depends if the if the the industry values the concept of a preview anymore. Right, being being able to give journalists a way to play games ahead of time because that sure, is but I because guess there's other ways you could do that. Yeah. they just invite people over, don't they? Well, yeah, kind of, but like the. Like any studio, always uh, has a bit of you know the developers always have a bit of beef with developing these things because making a vertical slice demo is tough. It's hard, yeah, and it's and it's a, and it's extra re- resource. So it's like previews can harm and hurt based on that. And well, it, I think it, it perhaps locks you into stuff that you wouldn't normally lock in. I think also at this point, do any of the companies care about journalists any longer? They just market well, their own yeah. stuff. That, that's also well, part when of it. You do yeah. get those, when you do get those previews, like IGN does them or something, they're clearly the Sonic working. Frontiers month. <laughs> yeah, they're like working together with the developer to kind of promote the yeah. game it's obviously a mutually beneficial arrangement where it's not really a, a, it's, not, it's not like journalistic ethics thing on the preview is it mm. <laughs> i don't think maybe on the reviews they're a bit more cautious but like they're clearly like like people are gonna get we're gonna get clicks because people are interested in this game oh, yeah, yeah. and and then the other side is we want to show the game in the best possible light and so i don't think it's all about the hype know, train and if someone is confident yeah. they put out a preview right but um well, that's yeah. that's the way it's gone anyway. It's like you only see that kind of stuff if the studio is confident about their product. Otherwise, it, yeah. it stays under wraps. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that can work, right? I mean, it can just shadow drop the best yeah. game of the year <laughs> nowhere, and that can work too. I, I mean, you've got to be careful with a shadow drop. Like, I, I guess, yeah, I guess the, the, the rarity about Hi-Fi Rush was, it was just how pr- high profile a shadow drop that is. Yeah. Um, well, it better be, otherwise no one will even know exists. They'll just be on sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, alrighty. So, yeah. It, <laughs> what, what E3 now is is even more in question. Um, we're going to have to stop calling it E3, I guess, in the, that middle, that period of the middle of the year, the summer, the summer 
Uh, is it now Summer Games Fest? Is that is that just how we have to refer to it? Has yeah. Keeley won? Well, I mean, is is everyone going to continue to time their big thing to summer? Probably just because that's like the lead up to Christmas. I guess, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. That's, that's when they think the hype train needs to start. I guess is June. Yeah, that's just convenient timing. So that probably that will probably still be the main event time, if not. And, to, and to then go to a physical place to do it and then maybe slide in i mean they've got plenty of opportunity now right they've got that period of time they've got gamescom onl they've got game awards in december if they want to like get the next year propped up mm. um there's plenty of things that they don't have to run themselves to, and they probably will run something themselves in that sort of september period as well just to you know really hammer home holiday yeah stuff but just videos just videos yeah and that's fine yeah if they're presented well that's fine um a bit of me is going to miss the state if they don't do the big stage shows i think i am going to miss that a little <laughs> only because we like dumb things happen yeah it's like it's not about anything to do with the way it's presented apart from failure the ubisoft ones in particular right <laughs> gotta miss those because they're mental Anywho, uh, what else we got? Uh, let's talk EA for a moment because they had a couple of weird cancellations amongst all the other cancellations. Yeah. <laughs> so many cancellations. So uh, Apex Legends Mobile is being shut down. It's not been live for very long, um, but mm. Respawn aren't happy with... Uh, well, the uptake of players hasn't been what they expected on the mobile version. And also they're a bit worried about they came out and just strictly said, like, hey, we were a bit worried about the content pipeline for this thing. We can't, at the moment, because we, we, Respawn themselves aren't developing it. They're working with a partner to, for the for the port, mm. and apparently their pipeline between them and their partner just isn't fast enough. So it's like updates would come out from the main game and then would take too long to trickle down to the mobile version, and they weren't happy about that. So they're, they're shutting it down. Um, Battlefield Mobile was apparently going to be a thing, uh, and that's not going to ever see the light of day now. Um, probably for the best. Battlefield's not exactly on a uh, high reputation streak at the moment. Well, assuming it was just going to be like... Like 20... 2023 mobile. Yeah, which it probably was, <laughs> yes, right? probably, yes. Um, they weren't going to bring back Battlefield Heroes for mobile. <laughs> God, Battlefield Heroes, man. I mean, that was basically a mobile game at the time, <laughs> but not mobile. You know what? Weirdly, in today's market, like I feel like Battlefield Heroes might have a place <laughs> yeah. if they came back and redid it. Because um, it was like if it, it felt, a, yeah. Looking back at it, it was probably one of those ahead of the, ahead of its time games. I'm not saying it was good, no, but in concept, it was a little hit ahead of its time. Uh, and uh, most worryingly at all uh, of, of all, sorry, there was this apparently a a Titanfall single-player game apparently in the works that has also been cancelled. Like, you don't want a Titanfall single-player mm. game. You want a Titanfall with both. <laughs> like, it you always do, has you been. You do want a Titanfall well, with always both. Has been. Yeah. But, Obviously, um, yeah, Titanfall 1 was that. only multiplayer, and that was I mean, a special case. Titanfall 2 was, like, the, the best of both though, worlds. Yeah. yeah, Titanfall 2 was an excellent game on both sides. Um I mean, it, it, the problem with Titanfall 2 was is that its multiplayer didn't necessarily expand on what made Titanfall 1 great, particularly. Like, mm. it was it was still fantastic. I still loved the hell out of it, but it was um, maybe not 
not enough different from the first. Mm. And the single player was really the kicker. Like yeah. it's just like because it was so good um, and so inventive um, at a time when nothing was really happening in the in the first person shooter single player category. Something yeah. you could argue is still the case. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, yeah. So it's a bit of a bummer if that that if that really was trundling along and getting somewhere. It's like, I just don't. I don't think. I mean, they would have had to do some marketing, but it's like it's like Total just seems like a multiplayer game that has a single player, not a single player game that has multiplayer. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But the problem is, is they have Apex now, right? Well, which sure. Is, which is their Titanfall multiplayer game, even if it isn't Titanfall. Um, so, I don't know. Not, not close enough. <laughs> I know. And Respawn are a little split now yes. as well, thanks to the thanks to the Jedi team and the, the Apex team. Um, so whether or not they could scope up to, to run a third project. So when was the last time that they lied about not working on Titanfall? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's got to be within the last couple of years. Yeah, I think it was pretty recently. They, <laughs> they said that, we're, no, we're not working on Titanfall at the moment. And then, then this comes out that, uh, and the note I've met, written there is apparently this is the second time that a that a Titanfall branded project has been cancelled at this point. Really? Oh, um, what a bummer, man! Like it's a bummer for like I, I I can sort of I don't know if Titanfall was ever the commercial success that no, EA wanted sure it to it be, but um, but what a what a fascinating game series that is. Even if it's two games, three if you count Apex, but like oh, such a bummer. Damn you, EA. And uh, <laughs> your money focus. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, Nintendo have won a class action lawsuit uh, that they were facing on the subject of Joy-Con drift. Basically because oh. the case being made against them was quite poorly constructed, as it turns Naturally. out. Um, so, uh, <laughs> like, this is kind of, kind of funny, because like somewhere in Nintendo's EULA, uh, or end user license agreement there was a clause saying it's like hey you can't actually take out a lawsuit against us for certain <laughs> as things as, as all sorts of things um, but the, the the case against Joy-Con Drift sort of was ended up hinging on that statement um, that it's like this this suit shouldn't even exist um, because of the, the, the agreement um, uh, <laughs> and they tried to argue that it's like well it's not our fault uh, like the, the kids just agree to this stuff when they buy, when they play on their switches man we're just the the parents buying stuff for our kids right to which the judge was like nah dog you're the owners of this this console <laughs> this, this yeah well, i mean technically like buying a switch is age gated technically no, i guess not yeah <laughs> but turning on the account probably maybe has in yeah. that agreement says that you have to be a certain age probably yeah i would assume so it's, it's double-edged i mean boo nintendo probably sure be sh- should be um held a little bit more responsible for the joy con problems um that the switch has faced maybe a little bit more i mean yeah they've got that like repair service and well, things yeah. now that and i mean the, at, right at the launch they were fairly liberal about allowing you to get things fixed not as much as microsoft obviously but yeah, and I think I mean I sent my Joy-Cons in like multiple times. Yeah, yeah. So at least at least they've done that. But um, uh, yeah, perhaps perhaps on on the flip side, like if you, if you uh, little lesson, if you're going to go legal, make sure you're watertight. Well, that's the, that is the eternal lesson of laws. Yeah, read the end user license agreement, but and that, understand it before you even start. But that. 
it's not that they didn't understand it. It's that they were trying to use the loophole. Yeah. They tried to come up with a loophole, but the law, the, the legal agreement was actually watertight. Yeah. As far as the judge was concerned, I guess they thought like maybe he could be swayed. But uh, parents, you are culpable for your kids. Unsurprising. <laughs> uh, right. Let's talk Nintendo. They also did a thing. Yeah, they they much chuck, more recently than the Microsoft one. Yeah, they chucked out a sudden, like very little warning Nintendo Direct. Well, I mean that's what they've been doing yeah. over the recent ones. Although you know the January February slot is mm. traditional for Nintendo Directs. Yeah, for, for Ninty. Um, okay, so in, this isn't in order that it was presented, but uh, I picked out some stuff. Um, hey, Samba de Amigo's back, and I kind of don't like its new look. No, it's, I I barely even remember the original. I was like, this doesn't look as good as I even remember. The, the original kind of had this like intention, like Dreamcast era, intentionally flat, cartoony look. Yeah, uh, and they've decided to sort of try and modernize that, and so everything is still like weirdly flat, but they, but is now lit. Yeah, properly, so it just looks like these like just cardboard figurines in the Samba de Amigo. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. But the game just looks like Samba de Amigo, right? So use the Joy-Cons to 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 shake in rhythm. But the funniest thing about this whole part was like the voiceover was like use the Joy-Cons gently. <laughs> and I'm well, like, I mean, obviously. And I'm like, in the Samba de Amigo game, no, you want to be shaking those maracas like a mother. But <laughs> you always have to use them gently. Use them use gently. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't, you know, mention a strap at any point. Motion control responsibly. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They did mention the strap. In fact, I, I didn't even like like the graphic of the 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 real person shaking the controllers was small enough that I couldn't tell them whether they even had the rail on. Oh right, <laughs> with where the strap attaches. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even see if she had the straps. We ought to go back and watch that and see if they yeah, yeah. failed at their own messaging exactly. by not having the straps shown. Safety first, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Samba responsibly. Uh, Pikmin 4 got a, got a proper look this time rather than that little teaser we had from Miyamoto last time. Yep. Well, eventually got from Miyamoto last time after, <laughs> after the other Pikmin thing. Faked us out of Pikmin Bloom for a moment. Um, uh, get, get this out of the way. It's out this year, July. Uh, How does it look? It looks like a Pikmin game. Well, they're bringing back, they're bringing back the <laughs> underground from Pikmin 2, which is the yeah. interesting bit, because we talked about that okay. before. Where it was yeah, like did, yeah. The idea of more structured and less time-limited levels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those definitely return. Um, there's a doggo. I hate that design. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have a nose, and it's real stupid looking I, th- I think it kind of I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's obviously it's based on like a bulb orb or whatever it's like a weird Pikmin slash bulb orb crossbreed thing I mean, I mean yeah <laughs> but it it fits yeah it looks stupid but it fits with Pikmin I think I mean I guess my problem is is like it's hard to I think Pikmin is a hard game to trail like Yes, like you, we got the hint of that dun- the dungeons returning, yeah. which you only really are going to notice if you knew Pikmin yes, Two, obviously. Um, um, but for for the rest of it, it just looked like another Pikmin game. Well, the other like, thing that I okay, know, they've got ice guys now, yes, different Pikmin types. The other thing that I noticed, which I think is kind of interesting, considering you know the remake of Pikmin Three only just came out, relatively speaking, mm. was that like as far as I can see from the footage that they show of gameplay, it doesn't look like it uses motion controls. 
like the cursor is always fixed in front of you as he's oh, running so, around so, and it so, never does anything that looks like pointing. So it's going to be a bit more gamecube Yeah, think. it looks like they've gone back to the old controls, but maybe not. It's impossible to tell, or maybe it'll be an option. Oh, yeah, it's probably optional, I reckon. Maybe it looks better to not have the cursor on screen in a trailer, right? Well... Well, I mean, but the cursor's always there. Yeah. It's just that it's always at that fixed point in front of you in the GameCube fashion. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I'd prefer it like that, because <laughs> yeah. I tried that Pikmin 3 demo, and I didn't get along with those motion controls at all. Did they not? Did Pikmin 3 not have a classic option for controls? You or? could turn some of it... You could, like, toggle some things, but it didn't, like, turn it fully back to classic, because the, Pikmin 3 had, like, extra buttons and stuff that you had to manage right. anyway, so it didn't map the controls as easily or was it one of those yeah where the game was designed around you having a little a, a different method of control yeah unless it wouldn't have worked particularly well yeah but yes yeah, so I, I definitely prefer the old method i mean it probably won't be exactly like the old one. presumably you'll still have actual camera control <laughs> you won't have the hold button to focus method of the gamecube oh yeah sort of forgot about that anyway pikmin it's coming out this year we're getting a pikmin game finally maybe they'll launch that t-shirt um <laughs> maybe uh i kind of forgot about return just saying kirby return to dreamland deluxe uh that's that's coming i mean who cares about that really i mean it's a kirby game i mean it's a remake of an it's, old and one. it's a proper kirby game i suppose and yes it's true but like they've just they've just made their kirby 64 game i mean not actually <laughs> kirby 64 <laughs> but they've just made their real kirby new modern game but it's not new yeah Except it's got some new stuff, right? That was the whole part of this trailer. It's like, sure, there's, I mean, there's, there's like, there's a, like a Bowser's side thing. story thing. Yeah, like like a Bowser's Fury addendum to it. But um, anyway, that's out in uh, end of February, pretty soon. Uh, oh wow, that's exciting! If, if you're into your Kirby, yeah. If you haven't already played it, yeah. When, when hmm. was the original? Was that? Is it literally? That was a Wii game, wasn't it? Mm, was no, it? I think it might have been Wii U. That one. There was okay. one on the Wii as well. Of a uh, similar style. Right. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I continue to be bummed out by Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pass. Yep, naturally. Because they were like... Because <laughs> they, they announced this in such a confusing manner that, hey, Game Boy and GVA games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online was ha- what they said in the damn thing. I don't know if um, they did. And then they eventually, at the end of it, said, sort of on screen had it shown in the plus expansion pass i don't bit. think they actually said game boy and game boy advance are coming to nintendo switch online they said game boy is coming to nintendo switch online then they did the surprise reveal of the game boy advance and it specifically says at the bottom of the screen plus expansion pass at that point yeah and then they kind of reiter- reiterated it at the end both are going into expansion pass yeah. and it's like ugh. I don't. I don't get how Nintendo can think there's value, like subscription-worthy value in this. I still don't. Well, I mean, it's a, now it's, it's a bunch of things. Like originally when we were talking about it, like this seems really cheap. Like there's not enough stuff here, but you know they're trying to put more stuff. They in are it. trying to put more, but but they're still like the 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 NES and SNES collections still haven't expanded. I've noticed. Well, no, obviously. Like, now they're doing the Game Boy Advance. I know, but there's not enough. Like, it's, yeah, not, it's not like it's a good portion of their original library that's there. Nintendo are never going to just dump their emulation stock file onto the Switch. That's just not I mean, but they, they should like be eking it out, right? Or, I don't know. It, it it just feels like it's going to be another bummer. Like, yeah, okay, Kura 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 ends there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, but, we literally have a way to theoretically it? play multiplayer Kura 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 again. What? In yeah. theory. That's amazing. Except not really. <laughs> what, a, what a callback that is. 
That's ridiculous. Okay. And Somewhat uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that, and Golden Sun was on that list yeah, of feature yeah. releases and F Zero. If, if you want, them, games, if you want yeah. them to mention F Zero and Golden Sun in a direct, then you got that. Just not new ones. <laughs> yeah, oh, box ticked, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, the, G, the G, don't get me wrong, GBA is rad, but yes. um, yeah, it's rad. Uh, there's some pretty great games on it. Um, but I could just continue to be bummed out by the plus expansion pass bit. <laughs> uh, it's just annoying. Uh, okay, I'm gonna yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about hey, Splatoon three is getting some DLC. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we kind of knew Splatoon was always going to get some DLC well, yes, right obviously. after they did it for two. Um, but boy, is this kind of weird. Well, the thing is, like, it's weird. But then I re- like remembered that this is just how Nintendo do expansion passes, where like the first part is completely insubstantial, and the second part is and the, the second part is the actual content. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, this was focused on Wave One of the of the Splatoon Three DLC, which is completely and utterly pointless. Yep. As, like utterly, and even like go out of their way during the reveal of this to, to like cement that it's pointless yep. um, so basically what they're doing is they're bringing back the Incopolis the Splatoon 1 version of Incopolis as a hub Yeah. so if you don't like walking around Splatoon 3's new area walk around fine. this other one instead. Walk, walk around Splatoon 1's area which in fairness is a lot smaller so it might actually be more convenient <laughs> well, in some ways, if, was... if you can't be bothered to use the menu, which is... Well, that's true. The menu yeah. can just skip it all. Yeah. In some ways, I was thinking, like, they've just sort of accidentally admitted that Splatoon 3's design was less good. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> By being like, you like the old one so much, we'll give you the old one. Well, yeah, maybe. Or it's like, hey, the Squid Sisters haven't had much love for a while, so let's... I mean, that's the, that's the that was kind of their selling point. It's like, hey, during a Splatfest, you get the Squid Sisters instead of... Well, know, again, it's like, if you don't like the new design. Yeah. Where's, where's, my, where's my Splatoon 2 oh, yeah, ladies sure. at? I can't remember what they're called now. Um, uh, yeah, I can't remember the band name. But uh, but yes, they naturally made an, an excessively big deal of nothing. Of nothing, yeah, because they even say, like, even the stores, like, they just they just explicitly say, like, okay, okay, maybe this opens up more options for people that are still need still want to buy the stuff quickly. Um, but no, all the stores in Incopolis will just mirror what's happening with the stores in uh, whatever the new, Splatsville. I mean, they um, kind so, of, so it's kind of, it's, it's utterly pointless. But you wouldn't want to inconvenience people with having to transfer between two hubs to buy different things all the time. I mean, maybe not, but that's that's fine. I, I think that's <laughs> I think it gives them it's you know it's adding something to do. That's not playing the game. That's not playing the game. Yeah. Um, there was some nod towards like. They did at least mention the words salmon run, but I'm not quite sure in what context. Like, I think they just said you can access all the things in the, in that hub. Yeah. Like they mentioned salmon run and the shoal. And... Because salmon run wouldn't have been in the original. Link no, that's design, true, I uh, guess. So they've had to have added that somewhere. Um, and they also went to the effort of, of adding new characters for the stores. And it's like, can you just use the old characters for, if you were doing Incopolis properly? Well, unless they're and, planning on doing Splatoon 2 Incopolis and then you'd have to... Well, apart from Sheldon, obviously, because Sheldon's oh, yes. in Splatsville right now, but then Krusty Sean is off on his holidays, according to the Nintendo app. Okay. Um, Krusty Sean. <laughs> yeah, Krusty Sean. 
<laughs> what a great name. But anyway, the, the more interesting part is the, the little teaser <laughs> they gave for Wave 2, which is the proper DLCs pack, which will be another single player. We, we expect to be another single player experience yeah. in, much, in much the same way Octo expansion was. Um, and all they really shown was it is this, this near automata looking environment, which is basically just white and untextured, um, kind of square. Uh, and it's like, okay, uh, fine. That's, that's semi interesting, I suppose. But like, what, what's the deal? Um, I kind of preferred how they, they like revealed Octo expansion in that respect. Cause they were just like, bam, here it is. Here's what's going on. Mm. Surprise. It's coming out soon. Um, whereas this is just like, here, have a white room. And I'm like, well, I know nothing. So I'm, it's hard to get hype about it right now. The thing I'm interested in is if they do the same thing in Octo expansion, where they try and mix up the single player again, right? Cause Splatoon 3's single player is kind of a weird amalgam of the original style of, of campaign, but with Octo expansions, some of Octo expansions, limited, limited, limited ideas and like challenge modes and the money mm. system that Octo had. Mm. Um, and it's like, I don't know if I'm interested. And it was less interesting as a result because it wasn't as fresh to use that. Mm. <laughs> Get that in there. I want I want this expansion to do something fresh again. This is their chance to experiment a bit, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, no idea if that's true. No. <laughs> don't know anything. Um, and they they kind of didn't, mention whether or not that would be part of if you had nso plus expansion no they specifically didn't which makes me think which is unusual not. because like nso plus expansion that the whole deal right is that nintendo games tend you tend to just get the dlc although i don't think that's true of hyrule warriors either i don't know if hyrule warriors ex- <laughs> that's not like, technically a nintendo game <laughs> kind of but yeah do you know what i mean there, there, are, there, there feels like there are some outliers already um like they didn't fire emblem engage right they didn't mention whether that was thrown in either with with expansion pass no um, i mean i don't think they ever necessarily made the implication that it was going to be like all dlc or whatever no i don't think they said all but you know it's a, it was a selling point right like what 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 is in that batch like animal crossing and mario kart and that's it and Splatoon 2 oh yes yeah, Splatoon 2 <laughs> i mean that expansion's good but Come on, guys! You need to, you need to make this thing seem more valuable. Uh, Metro Prime Remastered. Did we know this was a thing? Did we know this was no, coming? Rumors, I guess. No. Yeah, I don't think it had been officially announced. Anyway, this shadow dropped. Um, well, the digital version shadow dropped. The physical yeah, version is like months <laughs> away. Physical version is for some reason some time away. Yeah, but the the yeah digital download version. Available now. A little bit disappointing it wasn't the... I think the rumour was at some one point they were going to do all three. Well, yeah. Like how they did with the Wii Remastered Edition, right? Yeah. Whether they... The Metroid Prime Collection. But at least um, in this one, it appears they've done, like, way more work. Like, yeah. this is actually can, a re- re- remaster. You can play it classic style, but the interesting part was, is, like, hey, you can play it twin-stick modern yeah. shooter control style if you want. And a bit of me is like... No, no, that's, that's exactly. This is this isn't what Met- Metroid was about. Yeah, the whole point was that it had this weird, unique control system with the lock-on movement and stuff like that. I don't want to play it like Halo. Um, My but, question is, who who did all this work? Who, is it? I don't know. Well, um, I, I assume it's not reason, retro. They must be busy making the new one, right? Hopefully. <laughs> and was was it done in Japan or because it's not? You know, it was made in 
retro is American, right? Yeah. I'm just curious. Is yeah. it one of these? It's not one of these remaster studios that specialize in it, you know, that they got got in or anything I mean, like maybe. that. I mean, I wonder if they brought in like Deep Silver or something who they normally work who have you know worked with work with Nintendo oh. a lot. I don't know what if Deep Silver have put out a project with Nintendo for a while, so maybe they were pulled onto this. I'm just just guessing. Could be anyone. Um. They seem to have done a decent job, though. Yeah, I mean, it lo- it actually looks pretty great. Um, it does, yeah. Uh, I've seen some side by side, and it looks yeah, really good. It's, 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 honestly, there are some shots that didn't look so great, especially like the things where they were like doing close ups of Samus. Like they didn't look like they had perhaps spent too much time on the on Samus's suit model that much. Mm. And there's a lot of those little close ups in places in in the game. Um, and some of the visor effects still looked a little old school. Mm. Um, but uh. Yeah, the actual general environment detail in spots, especially like the opening sort of brownie, sandy area of um, yeah. Metroid Prime. It looked like there was some significant work. Oh, on the ice area, they showed some shots from that, and that looked pretty nice as well. And the most important thing for me is that, like, keep the kind of vibes the same. The vibe is the same, yeah. I just hate it when, like, that, that first Halo anniversary is so bad. Like, what did they... <laughs> I don't know why they screwed that one up, especially when they got it quite right for Halo 2. Different, uh, different teams, I think. I think yeah. uh, Halo, Halo 1 anniversary, I think, was handled by Gearbox. Um, Ugh. Uh, no, is that right? Because Halo Gearbox did the PC port. They did the PC port, Halo yeah. back in the day. Yeah, was it, was it they do. I, I want to say they did the first anniversary version. I might be wrong on that. And then hmm. Halo Two was in house. Um, was oh, was three four three? Was it? Yeah, I think so. Because there was when, uh, while, they, okay. while they were putting together Master Chief Collection. Oh, that might explain it then. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just disappointed when they changed the art direction <laughs> too much, and it looks like. They've done pretty well with this Metroid. Yeah, it looks great. Honestly, it's it's tempting. Honestly, it's like I've, I've been sort of thinking about going back to Prime for a long time. I, think it's been <laughs> I went back to Prime pretty recently. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. On my, well, last time my GameCube still had all its cables after someone threw out parts of my GameCube. No, really? Yeah. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I forget which one it is. I think it's the power cable which is bad Ooh, because it's a yeah, nintendo product yeah that's pretty bespoke <laughs> yeah you might struggle to find well no you probably won't they'll probably be on ebay yeah probably. probably you could probably buy one of those busted gamecube you probably buy one of those busted listings on ebay and the power supply will be fine right well, like yeah probably <laughs> it'd be nice I'd and cheap have a gamecube in the in the cellar of my mum's place <laughs> i think there's a gamecube oh, anyway I'll try and find out next time i'm there yeah. Did you ever have a Wii, Zach? Because that will run it, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, yes, we have. We had a Wii. I'm not sure we still have a Wii. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> that that will run it just fine. You know what? Like, we'll run on real hard. <laughs> also, because of the memory cards. Although, I guess the memory, the memory cards will still work on the Wii. Yeah. It doesn't do any reformatting, does it? No. It's, it's that per- was before that age. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's where backwards compatibility was actually real. Of course, because the Wii was basically a GameCube. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Two GameCubes sort of taped together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Get hype. Um, Advance Wars 1 plus 2 is actually coming out. Well, wow. Inevitably. Yep. April 21st. Has that just been on a shelf? I doubt they've yeah. done any dev on it for like a year. 100%. Uh, I bet that's exactly what's happened. Just because, you know, Ukraine kicked up. You know, that was the reason Nintendo gave for... Yeah. delaying it in the first place it's like it's a bit insensitive for Ukraine kicking off Fair I mean enough. other companies wouldn't care but Nintendo cares Nintendo so, cared yeah, yeah. Um, 
so almost exactly a year after that, um, it will actually come out. Speaking of that, not really related to any particular game, but I wonder if, like, are we about to get a new wave of games where China is the enemy and not Russia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet. We definitely yeah. are. <laughs> I mean, that will definitely happen in Call of Duty, etc. We can get but, another like, CNC yeah, Generals. But, <laughs> well, do you mean, that's funny, because, they, they, uh, you know, that's as a... Uh, well, are you saying are you saying because Russia would be too touchy yeah. to make it? I see. But China is like, well, yeah. I mean, there's also problems with China currently as well. Yeah, China is like poised to invade Taiwan right now. So, <laughs> well, I, mean, I was speaking more about careful. other like balloons and whatnot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Well, it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that would be actually yeah, that would be a risk if you developed a multi-million dollar video game with China as the enemy, and then they suddenly invaded Taiwan and you couldn't put it out. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we need to go back to generic Middle East enemies. <laughs> That's real bad though for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, you got to come up with some fake nation like yeah, like games like to every now and then, or North Korea. Or North Korea. I mean, I, actually, I think no one would mind if you did North Korea. That would probably be okay. Even though it never makes sense when they do that. But yeah. yeah. Just make it freaking US nationalists, right? Make it the... Well, they know, tried that in like, like, the last Far Cry, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, Far Cry did it. Yeah, like the Far Cry did. Or like Deus Ex did back well, in the Far Cry did. <laughs> Five did, yeah. Yeah. Not six. Six were just yeah, like, oh, you like, know, Nazis on the moon. On. <laughs> Nazis on the moon, yeah. <laughs> Go back to Wolfenstein methods. Uh, yeah, I mean, Nazis yeah, modern, modern neo-Nazis uh, like uprise and take over Germany again, and there you go. Don't, don't mean it. Germany again. That's a bit much. <laughs> Unspecified Nazis. <laughs> exactly. Unspecified Nazis. That could be done. That could be done. Anyway, the end of Nintendo. <laughs> yep. Finally, yeah, we got to see some, another Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Um, Dad, do you actually want to talk about this at all? <laughs> or should we just not? That's fine not to, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, no, you no, said you've seen we... it, though, right? I did see it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I don't yeah, know that we learned a huge amount from it. Oh, I mean, we learned at least one important thing. What, that there's a quadcopter? That you can build vehicles, like Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. <laughs> Banjo Nuts and Bolts. Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. I mean, are you, are you building them? or are they Pretty just... sure, because they yeah. have a distinct like, glue texture. That's the oh. green energy stuff that looks like is what your arm yeah. pa- is powered by. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So it looks distinctly like you're going to unearth these parts for around the world and then <laughs> tape them together with the green gunk and then build vehicles. I don't, I don't know how happy I am about that. I, I mean, a bit of me, it makes me smile, but I don't know what, what reaction that really is. Is that, I guess I, they were like, "How can we go further with the physics, physics stuff?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know, there's the all the you know all the glitches of Breath of the Wild with like stacking two Magnesis things on top of each other and then yeah. being yeah. able to just fly with them mm. and there that kind know, of stuff. We'll just make that real. We'll just, we'll just make it real. Why not? I think that's cool. I don't know. The question is like, how important is it going to be? Like, mm. I could have seen that more as a thing that you would do inside shrines, like as a puzzle. To be like they didn't show any shrine no, stuff. No, they didn't show any like yeah. puzzle environment or type anything. Thing. I don't know yeah. if they've shown, have they shown them in the environment. No, at all? I mean obviously the shrines were there for the Sheikah Slate specifically, and that's like a yeah. law thing, I guess. But they could have come up with some like Sky Islands could have just had a different kind of shrine, and yeah. they might still they but, might still be there. Yeah, we just haven't seen them. But they did like when they showed these vehicles being built of parts. It's like that would make sense in a puzzle environment where you're like. 
imagine one of the one of the old trains where it's like those big stone balls except now that you don't have well i guess you do still have stasis or whatnot but if you didn't have the power to like impart momentum what if you had to build a vehicle around it to transport a giant stone ball around Mm. it's like as a puzzle mechanic that kind of makes sense but is that what they're going to use it for (laughs) don't know Maybe it could be like, maybe those could still be like those puzzles, but just in the world. Maybe you have to get like a giant stone ball from one side of the little map to the other. I always like the in-world puzzles where you just get the reward in the shrine better than some of the in-shrine puzzles. Mm, Yeah, I guess. Oh, right, the the shrine was the reward for doing the puzzle, and then you just go in and it's just there. Yeah, Yeah, you did the puzzle in the overworld, yeah. So yeah, Like the weird one with all the wit. Do you remember the one with the super winds everywhere in that kind of valley like that was a that was a cool one where you had to like uh you had to blow up rocks to make a path to be able to yeah. paraglide the whole route yeah exactly huh. kind of a i remember that one <laughs> or the what you or the snowball run was that yeah. a shrine in the end yeah because that you had so. to roll the snowball down the hill to knock over the big stone doors mm. and then that was a shrine yeah that's you right. just walk in yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that, that that mechanic seems like it could be that, but yeah. it could just equally be a kind of a pointless around. thing. I bet there's some stuff. Yeah, around, presumably right. not. If they like, they, they would have to, right? If they if they're really leaning into banjo kazooie nuts and bolts, where like yeah, they, they wouldn't would... they wouldn't develop this whole me- mechanic and then just have it be completely throw away in the end because you know you have a horse, you don't need a car. Man, <laughs> yeah, you don't need a motorcycle either. Well, no, but that's just a horse, I, basically. I, I haven't yeah, had fair. this thought for maybe about five years, maybe more now, where I should actually probably. Play nuts and bolts. <laughs> okay. I think you'd be Did better you playing Breath of the Wild than nuts, than nuts and bolts. I mean, certainly, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair th- th- there's just a curiosity to it because, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually. I, I think I spent Have you a got tiny it as part of that. Like, it's in, yeah, it's in replay. Rare replay. Yeah. Um. So it's. I've got a. a, a I mean, I think I touched it incredibly briefly when it first came out mm. because someone that. Someone at uni at the time had it, and I, I played it a little bit, and I was just like, I don't understand what's <laughs> happened. Uh, this isn't a banjo game, and then had that sort of reaction to it that everyone else did. It's like, this isn't banjo, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but the curiosity has, 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 has risen for some reason. Oh, and one more thing that I, that I saw people speculating about with related to the, the building vehicles thing. <coughs> So there's a there's a moment in the trailer where he's using a weapon that, that like shoots a cannonball at a talus. Like he does the overhead swing, but like a cannonball fires out of it. Okay. And like and then in the older trailer, there's a moment where he's got a, like a dragon head on, on the front of his shield that's like a flamethrower. Mm. Right, so it, it shoots flame out, and some people are thinking that that might actually be part of the same system. Like, you might get weapon attachments, basically, oh. so you can attach different weapon parts to make a weapon. Zelda goes Call of Duty. Yeah, kind of. It's not quite <laughs> the same, but I get a sight on my bow that has a weird picture of a like someone showing the rock symbol for some reason. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, the idea that like. If you find weapon parts that you could theoretically attach to a vehicle, maybe you could actually attach them to like a handle and just use them as a weapon hmm. or your shield. Weird. It's kind of a cool idea as and well. Then, and then, how does the durability affect all well, that? I mean, Do we get like attachment durability? Yes. That is, what, what's the durability of the vehicle parts? <laughs> oh, God. It, 
Are you just going to be able to fly this hovercraft around forever, or is it suddenly going f- to stop working? And or, then you yeah, have is, to there some, away? is there some kind of fuel mechanic? Or yeah, that's actually one one thing that someone pointed out is like when he's shown using the like hover platform thing mm. that has the fans on the side quadcopter quadcopter. It doesn't seem to have a power source, whereas the car has like that green glowing thing in the back right. that you would uh, think okay. is a power source. So maybe, but maybe it's yeah. not. Oh, yeah, so maybe, maybe that's not, just cargo of some Yeah, kind maybe it's something that you actually have to transport around, and that's part of the idea of it being a puzzle. Mm. Um, could be. Unless the quadcopter is a, is a one-off and not buildable, or... Well, I mean, it has that green goop. There's yeah. a, like, they even show that hot air balloon that has the green goop attaching the hot air balloon to the basket, which is like, that <laughs> right. seems kind of unnecessary, but okay. <laughs> Can you just hijack one of the uh, goblin balloons? Tie a bunch of octo balloons to yeah, things yeah. and have them not instantly explode like they usually do. Absolutely. <laughs> do you think they're they're holding back from us? I guess is the is the big question like, around Tears of the Kingdom because I really hope it's yes. I'm I want to sure I want to be surprised by it and well like, I mean not, I feel like I have too much just Breath of the Wild we re- recycled. Well, you know that oh, that's a terrible <laughs> thing. Breath of the Wild's amazing, but 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 yeah, but, you, but I want to go into this feeling. Like that same sense of discovery that Breath of the Wild had, right? And if it's just exactly. we're doing that yeah. again, it's not going to have that. Well, I mean, they've definitely um, shown obviously the Sky Islands. There's plenty of those, and they've now definitely shown caves are really a thing. Like mm. that's definitely a an environment you're going to be in. Do you reckon they're going to be like dungeony? Uh, a system return to dungeons. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. They haven't revealed that basically. No, right? <laughs> we just don't know. Like we we it's it's weird because like. The Sky Island. I think it's inevitable. It's inevitable there'll be bigger dungeons in this than there were in. in well, Breath yeah, I mean, the Sky Islands seem like the ideal place for that rather than the underground, though. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. fully separated from the world so they can be whatever shape they need to be. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and also, interestingly, when they show the Sky Islands, you can see that, like, the labyrinths are now part of that. Like, the entire labyrinths have just taken off. Just. Just in the sky now. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there the risk? And this is the obvious question that we've been asking since the start. I think is there the risk that this becomes their attempt at making the ideas from Skyward Sword work in a slightly more acceptable manner? Well, I mean, they've already succeeded on that front because it's a, you know, it's all in the world. <laughs> it's yeah. not, not flying into this weird, weird overworld map and then dropping mm-hmm. onto an island. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like. I don't know if what like I don't know how much they're hiding in terms of the world exactly. Like it seems like they've shown that it is just the breath of the wild world and the sky islands and the caves, and that's like I don't don't feel like there's going to be much more surprises on that front. Like a whole another continent attached yeah. or something. Yeah, it could be. Well, yeah, I mean, there's space to. Yeah, that yeah, w- it, that would be a surprise if they do like. We're on the on those edges of the of Breath of the Wild map where there is like distinctly land over there, land. it's just yeah. like here's more land. Go there. I, don't, I don't know. I kind of hope that that most of the the base map is different. Like maybe have some familiarity, but like, well, it, it at least looks like they, there's stuff on the base map. Like there's a lot more random things laying around now. Sure, but I hope it's just not the map, right? Because it's just. Again, that's another one of those discoverable, you know, discovery things. If, if, if you know it too well, it's not going to have that. I, I assume this has been on their mind. I mean, it won't have that yeah. same feeling as the first game. Just, it's just, 
because it is the same. Well, I mean, like world. It's, it's what I'm hunting for, though. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's it's a lot more similar to like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask in that sense because it's like it's just that game again but with different stuff apart from the in that one the world was different was a different but it was still the same mechanically like I guess you could say in this case like the mechanics are more different but maybe the world's more the same exactly yeah I don't know why I'm complaining about that because that's the Yakuza thing, right? Right. There's a, there's a familiarity I mean, to, to, to Camarocho that I really appreciate. You know where everything is. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, we we just don't know, really. <laughs> it's hard to tell, isn't it? Until until you play it, like whether it's a problem on or it's actually a benefit mm. or potentially. I mean, if anyone can make it work, it's these guys that <laughs> yeah, made presumably. Breath of the Wild. And everyone seems to still be assuming that we're going to get a, a, like a real trailer. And I don't think we are. I don't think we are. <laughs> I think no, they'll just, they'll no, just no. let it come out. I think that's wise. No. If, I, think it, I think it is wise for them. They already know they're onto a winner, right? They don't need to tell us that much. I mean, this trailer, this trailer is basically the equivalent of the actual Breath of the Wild trailer, right? Because mm. this one had voices in it as well. Yeah. Presumably yeah. Ganondorf's voice. Yeah. Even though I don't think that sounds like Ganondorf no, in the slightest, no. but whatever. I, the voice acting in Breath of the Wild was not super great either. So, you know, oh, whatever. I don't mind. No, I, I, turn it immediately to Japanese. Oh, sorry. I, 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 <laughs> With I, subtitles. I've never minded it. It's got its own weird charm. It is weird. Yes. But it, but I kind of like that it's odd. I thought it was fine too, but like yeah. apart from this Ganondorf voice, unless that's not Ganondorf, big twist. I mean, it's like some some commander in Ganondorf's Ganon, yeah. army. Blood moon rises once again. <laughs> Be careful, Link. Nope, <laughs> turn that off. I mean, oh, we always skip that scene, so never hear that. Anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I may have found the voices more. Like I think they perhaps worked better in Hyrule Warriors, like of all things. Like even Zelda's yeah. voice worked better in Hyrule Warriors. Like, well, I'm sure. Know. I mean, they had more to say in Hyrule Warriors for a start. True. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I mean, let's talk about the other thing part of this. Like the game's going to be great. Let's. Let's, <laughs> let's not. Uh, I mean, some level of great. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the 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 sort of, I guess, stinger. To, or you know, to bring it down a little bit, this is this is Nintendo's first step into the seventy dollar game range. The the at least at least in America, we know that much that it's going to launch at seventy dollars rather than the usual sixty. Um, right. So they are, yeah, they're 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 saying, hey Sony, hey Microsoft, we want in on this. <laughs> Even though Microsoft have been less keen on doing the seventy dollar mark, like Sony have definitely been like, yeah, we want to do this. Um, but Ninty, Ninty are now waiting in. They have, they have at least stated that this isn't going to be the norm for all releases moving on. Um, they're, they're, they're yeah. probably going to save this, this seventy dollar tag for their prestige titles. Yeah, probably. But this is Nintendo I mean, we're talking about. You know, the Ninty tax yeah. and all that stuff will apply. So you know, it'll never go down in price from no. this higher price. No, um, which is kind I of. I mean, a for the, if. If it's anything like the previous game, then, then this one that is still ludicrous value. But oh, it's just yeah. what, whether they apply that to other games is the more of a problem. Yeah, and what what is that? What is this prestige title that they like? Is Pikmin Four going to also have exactly. this, this well, time? More of a They've worry. already yeah. had the price on that. I think you can they, pre-order it. Okay, I think I saw the English price of Tears of the Kingdom as well. I don't remember what it was. 
Okay, yeah, I've not, I've not looked it up. But um, I looked on. The, I looked, I tried to look on Amazon as soon as that went up because I was like, you remember when previously I said it wasn't on Amazon to pre-order because they hadn't announced. I forgot. I kind of forgot that Nintendo actually announced when pre-orders are available. So yeah. <laughs> of course it wouldn't have been. But when I went and looked, even after they announced the pre-order, Amazon still hadn't updated their page. I was like, oh, disappointing. Can't see what Amazon are guessing the price will be. <laughs> but I'm sure it's not much of a guess any longer. No, I I'm sure it, they get told. But it's fairly fixed. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's the slight stinger, which to which people are a little, obviously, a little bit put off by because it's like, yeah, but you're still running it on the Switch, guys. <laughs> you know that whole argument is coming back. So it's like, it may I be mean, great. It may be great, but it's like it's. It's on the switch. I mean, the other speculation it's, it's was that fair. it's a that it's a price based purely on the fact that the cart is huge. Like, if they had to make an even oh. bigger cartridge to fit as much data I mean, as they're going to, I mean, maybe, yeah. But like, that's not really an argument, really. That's the classic argument, like for yeah. like freaking conquers bad fur deals. <laughs> yeah, like, or, or why like a lot of third party N sixty four games didn't have a save chip in them, yeah, to save cost, to save money on the cart. Yeah, or why EA's Mega Drive games were always in a different bloody cartridge shape because yep. they didn't want to pay the licensing. Yep. Yeah. Oh well, I think it's fine. I mean, I, it's easy for me to say, but then I just think there's less, there's more, there's less, but higher quality. No, I don't know, bigger games these days. Nintendo's output has been not as frequent. As it has been historically, they've slowed down yeah. a lot. I'd yeah. say um, in there, pretty much everyone has. Like, who's yeah. sped up apart from indie games? Then I don't know. I still think Sony are kicking out their prestige titles at a fair old rate. Um, Relatively, yeah, yeah. I mean, Microsoft Relatively. definitely aren't. <laughs> Microsoft yeah. don't have that anymore. Really, well, why? what was what have Sony got coming then? Um, I mean, Spider Man Two is the biggie, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, most of their stuff's already out at this point, and we yeah, need some more announcements. So you yeah. know, this year could be interesting. I mean, there's there's some scuttlebutt that I think, I think I might be doing a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, right, but that wasn't that well received <laughs> in comparison. I, I to... think it sold pretty well. Yeah. Okay. And you know, that's what drives these things. Yeah. Generally, yeah. Uh, if that if that reused the world, then that would be more of a problem. <laughs> Because that was that that was the the thing about that game really was the beauty of the world. The, the actual game was a bit thin, I think, compared to the the the, the, the map and the I mean, stuff. Just a bit more yeah. Assassin's Creedy than I think people were expecting. But like, yeah, a bit too open world. Perhaps they shouldn't have gone <laughs> gone that route. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, anyway, that's that's the news. That's what I got. Unless anything else has happened, but news. Quite a lot going on. Let me just look at the list and see if there was anything else in that Nintendo show that Rob might have missed for some reason. I don't think so. I mean, there was a lot of... There was, I think there was a lot of I think there was, other crap. I think sure. there was at least one farm game. Or game well, that had they, a farming element. Yeah, it. it had a farming element. I would have said it was a farm game. <laughs> yeah. It's more of an Animal Crossing. Uh, I mean, there was the Danganronpa developer's new game. Was it Rain Code? Or, uh, coming. Some sort of... AI detective game. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, Japanese stuff. Octopath Traveler 2 got a mention. A oh, very yeah. brief mention. <laughs> but that's basically out. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, In fact, there's a demo, which is what they, what they mentioned. Yeah. All oh, right. 
Which reminds me, the news of the week for me is that Zach fucking outbid me on the stupid Hogwarts game. Did I help? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you both went in on it. Oh, yeah. Because I, I got a feeling that it was going to do well. And yeah, that's why I bid on it as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I was kind of surprised it was still available at that point because I thought it might have already come out. Yeah, because I, know, I was me hearing too. people talking about it. And I was so, like, yeah, that usually exactly. means it's out. So I've got, yeah. Uh, I guess all of this has popped off in the week where I've been a little bit distracted. <laughs> a little bit. Like, but, so, <laughs> a little bit. So, like, what what's the deal with Hogwarts? Is it reviewed well? Yeah. Then? It has, yeah. It got eighty five. Wow. Okay. So I guess I guess my points to Zach. I guess the bit I was a bit confused about was whether or not reviewers were actually going to have a hard time looking at it because of the whole controversy. Yeah. Thing. I mean, that was the that was the risk. So I, 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 yeah. guess, I guess the argument is is like are the people reviewing it the people that can be objective or don't care about the controversy? Like, yeah. if, I think you can put it aside, can't you? I don't know. I mean, it depends on the, that's the whole thing, isn't it? It depends on you as a person and where you're. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they've done. What What is the deal? Does the Does money from this actually go to JK? Yeah, of course it does. Because JK, yes. Rowl, JK yes. Rowling still gets. Um, yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. What's the word? Royalties for the Wizarding World IP. Yeah, but I mean, she gets enough money from everyone all the time anyway. So <laughs> people still buy the books all the time. I, I looked on because my friend um, amazingly published her got her her fantasy novel published <laughs> which is great and uh she was um, uh like number one on the sunday times bestseller list wow the, on, the, on the publishing week but i was trying to confirm that because if you go on the sunday times website it's paywalled so uh, i couldn't naturally. see it uh, so i was like oh i'll go on the amazon charts and see what's on amazon charts and funnily enough if you go on Amazon best-selling books charts, it's all five top best-selling books are all Harry Potter, <laughs> even right now. Is it? I mean, we are coming up to yeah. the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter, right? As well, like I think the yeah. film, the films. I think we're coming up to the 20th anniversary of the first film being released. So there's, there's like they're doing some sort of. Are they doing like a Friends reunion? Is that what I, think I they've saw? They've already done it. Yes. Oh, they, well, that already happened. Okay. Anyway, yeah, a shout out to Hannah. It's called God Killer. If you want to read that, it looks really, really good. Not to, not to put it down at all. This is the, I'm, I'm really sorry, but that just suddenly immediately triggered Godfall in my in my mind. You know, right, that yeah. gearbox game, and it's like I don't want to think about Godfall. <laughs> no, it's not Godfall. God Killer. Not God Hand either. Not God Hand. No. <laughs> Is that the next? Um, is this the next Imperial big base name? Red Star Killer. Now it's God Killer. <laughs> <laughs> so probably, probably. Now what was what was okay? Star Wars lore check. What was the actual? I mean, it was Star Killer again in the actual extended universe, wasn't it? It was just Star Killer was a different thing. Star Killer base. No, Star Killer. Uh, the the it was basically a fighter ship, but it could just shoot an entire star. <laughs> In the, in the original extended universe. Oh, in the old extended universe. Was that called Starkiller? I think it was thing? still called Starkiller. Okay. That was stupid. <laughs> yep. There was like, they were like in the extended universe in the back in the day, like 90s, 2000s, there was, um, you know, uh, what can we come up with that's like scarier than the Death Star, which they failed at pretty much. But it was yeah. like one thing was like a giant planet muncher thing. Yeah, the world eaters. take ages, was- <laughs> world eater. But it would like, then it would actually convert the planet's mass into actual resources. So it was scary because it could build armies out of planets instead of blowing them up. But uh, the other one was like, it was basically the ship from 2009 Star Trek, right? With the except the opposite. Oh, well, like you know the that, red matter bomb. The red matter ship oh, bomb right. ship. Yeah, except it blew up stars. And 
I'm sure it was called Sun Killer. Oh yeah, might have been Sun Killer, yeah. not Fire Killer. Anyway, yeah, maybe same thing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it killer, killer, fire killer. A, not, a not God killer. Sun and the whole system instead of just a planet. Yeah. I'm acutely aware that we're running out of time pretty quickly on this podcast. And we haven't talked about what we've been playing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So get I think going, I, get going. I think I should like let me crank out what I've been doing while I can remember them. <laughs> okay. While my okay. while my crank sleep de- while my sleep deprived brain is on is still on form. Uh yeah, because of five, let's talk about it. I'm doing <laughs> still. I'm, oh, I mean I, I I'm doing chapter three on it, which as it turns out was Haraka's part of the story. Right. Dance they, battles. Dance battles, yeah. <laughs> okay. Dance battles are a thing. Um it's one of those things that the Yakuza series often does, where it's like they are surprisingly competently uh, implemented. Like it's it's only a little rhythm game, but it's your it's the way you level Haraka up. Like you get you just challenge people on the street and you have a little rhythm game off. They're they're really easy. That's the sort of the problem. They're really easy and it's they're not that challenging and it's very easy. You end up doing a lot of. As well implemented as it, you're just—it's re- too much repetition, right? It's because it's—it's a rhythm game now, and the, the, that's the sort of the problem with rhythm games. It's like doing the same easy track over and over again isn't necessarily compelling. Mm. Um, uh, so it's outstaying. It's welcome a bit because <laughs> there's, the, there's the dance battles, but there's also like just a straight up performance rhythm game because Haruka's in the Idol Princess League. Uh, to try and try and earn the rights to to to, to fame and fortune, <laughs> um, and uh, as, as part of that, you just there are there are there are literally three songs that 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 that, that part of the game uses, and they're, they're, but they're sort of eked out over the course of the chapter. So at first, you're really only playing this one song over and over and over again, and it outstays its welcome far too long, <laughs> and it's it is a shame because it's like I can see what they're doing here. They're trying to. They're adding this curveball in the middle of the story to mix it up, and as a, as a result, I'm yeah, it's had the opposite effect. I'm tired of it. Um, fortunately, they they throw Akiyama into the picture as part of this chapter as well, halfway through. So you get to you end up with a bit of a balance between doing some dance stuff and then just kicking people in the face, <laughs> and <laughs> as as Akiyama. So it's um, it, it becomes less of a problem later on in the chapter. But hey, curveball it's doing its thing also though i don't see how this story really relates to anything else that's going on yet um, <laughs> it's a full side story <laughs> yeah it, it definitely will the, the 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 shady police detective man has turned up who's been in the other two stories right so it's it, it will come together in some way and i'm nearly at the end of this chapter because i must be if he's turned up um uh so we'll see uh i reckon i've still got two more parts at least after that to go um mm. As I approach the forty-hour mark, uh, let's talk about Hi-Fi Rush. That's the most interesting thing. <laughs> yes, um, man, this game rules. Um, so yeah, its trick is 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 uh, character action combat, but to the beat. And what that means is you're when you're eking out combos, you can just mash. You can do that, but if you want to get maximum performance, maximum points, and maximum damage, you want to be pressing pressing your attack buttons in time with the music and in time with the the, the background beat um so i don't know if you want to launch someone in the air you have to do light then wait for a beat and then a few more light attacks and then that will trigger your launcher attack um and then once you're in the air you've got a couple of air combos you can do and there's there's an assist system where you can pull the trigger and pull in things to help and they all uh will deal with the situation depending on how you time it and how the rhythm comes in and it's really clever in that respect 
like parrying it gets introduced relatively late on so you can if something is attacking you and you notice their attack is coming and you push push b to exactly the right moment um you'll block the attack and stun them a little bit uh it's just and you know you get a rhythmic dodge that gets more effective if you do it on, on in time as well um and it works surprisingly well it's a little overwhelming because you're you're not just having to deal with character, which character action can be a bit of a mess at the best of time, right? Like if you're getting swarmed by people and there's stuff popping off and there's attacks come, coming at you from multiple directions. But now you're trying to manage all of that in rhythm can be a little much. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I think it pulls it off. It's like I, I guess my biggest pro. I mean, I mean, I'm Rob review. Like, I yeah. Like, I I, I really Rob do review. like this thing. I think that I think the. The animation is great. The writing has been great. Gnome made pointed out that it has that sort of potential writing pitfall of being cocky, sarcastic, teenager Yep. yep. But they right, do it yeah. well here. It's not that sort of ultra-millennial, crappy <laughs> teenage writing. It's like It feels like good ca- cartoon writing, um, and it really works here. Like, okay, the main character, Chai, is a bit too much of a cocky idiot for my tastes. But it, it it it's funny in spots, and it's it's mm. it's stupid, um, but in, in in all the right ways. And I especially like the robots in this thing. I especially like how they how they chat to each other and the mysterious Irish maintenance robot that you keep finding <laughs> just around the way. Like, why is he Irish? <laughs> all right, fine. Um, some of the accents are a bit strange, though. I can't quite place a couple of the accents. They're, they're a bit odd, but uh, apart from the Irish guy, the Irish guy is fine. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's just got this really ni- nice vibe to it as well. Like, uh, it's all the music is all, like, fairly upbeat and, uh, uh, like, indie guitar style. Indie the, guitar, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, um, but that's the style that it, it uses. Yeah. You know, rather not like dance music. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So let's 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 sort of lean into some of, some of my nitpicks about it because I think it, yeah, I am pretty up on this. I think it is good, but and so all of these are pretty pretty minor things. The problem with that approach is that the indie guitar things that they, they don't really stray from it that much, and as a result, most of the game ends up feeling pr- and sounding pretty samey. Mm-hmm. Um, which is potentially a problem for a rhythm game, right? You do want that occasional mix of tone. Well, I mean, um, not just tone, but like rhythm as well, because that was the problem with the Zelda with games of Hyrule, where everything was the same tempo the whole game, and yeah. then that kind of it does degrades it, the rhythm part of it. The tempo does change a little bit here, not hugely. Um, <laughs> like, so there's there is a training room you can access at a certain point in the game, and there is a just a and it has its own music that's playing while you're in there. But there's just straight up a toggle in the training options to be like, do you want slow speed or fast speed? And it switches to a different song, right? To, so you can practice the the higher tempo tempo combat. And I, I think they mix it up for some of the boss battles and things where they'll switch the the tempo, but it doesn't dynamically change, right? Because they'll just make it even harder. Right, yeah. Um, it's always just like douche, 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 stick to it. Um, they, they mess with it a little bit. So some of the enemies have like this like super attack they do, and they basically force you to parry 
uh, like a call and response parry system. So it will then it'll you you have to note like how what the rhythm of what's being played to you is as as the guy like warms up for his tax. But and those can be a little more inventive than the like standard douche douche douche. There'll be like a da 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 kind of attack coming in, and it's like okay, great, mm-hmm. uh, da da da. I'll play it back, and if you perfect that, then you gain a huge advantage. Um, I find the timing of those sections a little bit finicky because it's like it doesn't all. Uh, it will it will do the call, and then there'll be a couple of shrinking circles that indicate when you need to do your response. And sometimes though, don't, those don't feel a hundred percent nice. I don't know. There's right. just there's just something off about them. I'm sure I'll get used to them eventually, but I'm finding that the hardest part of the game almost. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, they they generally stick to that. So the vibe is is almost too similar. Like it's great that it opens with like a. It's not part of the gameplay, but it opens with some black keys, which is great. Inspired nice. choice. Um, there's some uh, nine-inch nails in the first damn boss nice. fight, which is rad. Nice. Um, uh, again, so yeah, nitpicky side. First two levels, they both end in pretty fun boss fights. Um, past that point, I haven't really encountered a proper boss fight, <laughs> and I'm like quite a long way into the game at this point. Um which is a bit of a shame because it's like uh, these culminations to the levels were were feeling pretty good, and then they just sort of decided to step back from that for some reason. Um, there are some unique sections. Uh, don't get me wrong; as you play through the game, there are there are some levels that are like have, have a sort of gimmick to them, and those are great as well. Um, mm. But I kind of want to go back to these big set piece boss fights with like the licensed music behind them and. Uh, with all the attacks being timed to things like the, in that nine inch nails fight, for instance, there's a specific like laser attack. This giant robot does against you that follows the guitar riff uh, and, oh, cool. and, and puts and man like amplifies that particular riff while it's doing the attack. And it is cool as hell. Um, nice. Uh, and, and yeah, when, so when it's firing like that, this, this game is fantastic. It does suffer from what I think is Bayonetta one of Bayonetta three's biggest problems, like not performance because it runs great on an Xbox. Like it's that's you'd hope so. Yeah, it's, 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 I've, got, I've got no, I've got nothing to fault the look and feel of of, of the aesthetic of this game. But like the um, uh, when it has that problem where like there is almost too much environment in between fights. Mm. I because I, it's it does the thing where. I really want. I don't feel like I've got a ha- perfect handle on the combat yet, which is great because it means I want to do it more and learn it. Um, but in the same breath, it means I don't. I don't feel like there's enough fights coming for me to really feel competent at it before it throws something new in. Right. And it seems more happy just to have extended periods of look at our world, isn't it lovely and pretty? And like you can go exploring and find secrets and stuff in it. And I'm like, can I have another fight, please? Mm-hmm. I'd quite like to just fight some dudes for a while <laughs> which is something you can't really do and the training room doesn't let you do that either the training room only lets you like fight a single guy at a time and it's like no i want a big battle to like really hone my skills and get get a little bit more confident in this before I, before you start throwing even more stuff at me um and, and, and my, i think a lot of modern character action games do that and it's a bit can frustrating you, can you replay fights because they're scored no. Not yet. So you, you have to um, likely to be replay the whole game and just compare your scores. Then not like, uh, replay individual parts. I have read because I was I really wanted to go back and replay some of those early levels. I have read that uh, you basically have to go through the whole game and then it unlocks the replay capabilities. Right. So you can go back to previous levels and redo them, which is fine because right. you're. Which is also interesting because there is some stuff you absolutely cannot do. 
right. um, uh, the first time through. There's like these fire gates you'll encounter, and it's like, I've got no way of getting through that. Um, or there's these mysterious doors. The mysterious doors are great because there's dialogue behind them. So if, you keep, if you're finding them on your first playthrough, like Chai will just call them out and be like, has anyone figured out what this thing is yet? And all the characters like sort of just shrug at you and talk about it for a bit. And it's like, that's, that's actually really smart. It's like, they're just like, this is, this is a secret, but we're going to make it really obvious that it's a secret and you can't use it yet. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I have to say, I think those environmental bits are a bit too long, though, because it's like they just, I, I want another fight. There's, there's ample space here. You could have thrown in another fight. Um, and I'd have been pretty happy with having another fight um, because your fighting is pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, you fight with a guitar made of random crap that his arm magnetizes <laughs> to him. So it's nice. This game's rad. Don't skip it. Like, honestly, just just, just play it. You're gonna have a great time. What a, what a what an amazing surprise for February mm. or January, I suppose, when the developer direct was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hi-Fi Rush, baby. Hi-Fi Rush, yeah. Um, so let's. I'm gonna very briefly touch on the final thing, which I want to say is like we had a uh, we I've had a go at um, keep talking and nobody explodes. Right. Yeah. That game's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's a, it's one of those things that you can only really do once, I guess. <laughs> like well, anyone else trying to do the same thing, it's just like I mean, I guess it. De- well, no, I was going to say it depends back. on what you do, like mechanically. But I don't. I think they covered most of the yeah, obvious mechanics. I don't for know. That I don't know. Environment. I, yeah, and it's also a thing that you can you can go back to with the like. So one session's not enough to master this. Well, yes, so, so you can go back to with with the same group of people and play it multiple times. We were doing it, so we were taking it in turns in in VR. So one person. Would, would so you're it. always going to be crap. <laughs> That's kind, the important kinda, thing. Yeah, I mean, you get you do get used to it. I was picking up on uh, a couple of things. I, I did notice, like on the second time you attempted a certain module, for instance, you'd know how to explain it in a way well, that, yes. the, that the other players then knew what you were talking about. Especially, um, and that obviously, having everyone do it also helps in that aspect because yeah. then everyone experiences. I mean, everyone can see. Well, no, not, it just depends how you're playing it, but not necessarily everyone can see it. Depending on how you have oh, it. So we, so we were doing it totally blind. Oh, you were doing it the real way. The real way. Yeah. So only the person in VR can see it. So, so in that case, everyone having a go on that would help because then everyone can see what can you see actually what the are saying. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so by by default, the. Uh, the VR version of Keep Talking Nobody Explodes will only display what's going on in the headset. Right. Like the yes. P- like unlike unlike a lot of PC games which just have what's going on duplicated like, duplicated on a monitor. This doesn't do this actually just puts a big old screen up saying saying, Hey, the other guys shouldn't be looking at this. You should be looking at the manual. Right. Um uh so yeah, I haven't really explained what this is for those that don't know. It's like it's an asynchronous co-op multiplayer experience where one person is in VR trying to stop a bomb from exploding but there's these cryptic modules all over it um, and the other players basically have the manual to, to try and help you the, the, the other players are called the experts <laughs> like the experts have the guide to help you diffuse this thing in time and it's right. um, uh, I, I, it's not a concept that's not been done before like I think was it Jackbox had a pretty good bomb defusal game in it one of the early ones I think ones. that came out after that though oh really I think it might have done uh, okay I think that might have been after Keep Talking Nobody Explains originally came out okay that might be true because this VR version obviously came later yeah um, uh, uh, but yeah it's, it's it's good fun it's good fun good good sort of 
easy well, and, it's well, an easy party game for, to, so you can use your vr headset yes. like in a in a social sense a, a useful way to use vr in a, in a way that makes the vr matter yeah and it's not just like a game that is in vr it's a game that is helpfully suitable for vr yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> i mean you could play it without the vr obviously but you could you can just use it on you can just do it on a pc but then the other it works best if the other players can't see what you're doing well i mean you could um, still set that up just yeah point, point your monitors this way and have everyone else over there <laughs> sure it can be done um, but yeah it's neat because you're picking up the bomb and like some of the rules depend on the things that are written on the bomb or various things that you can see on like has this got a one of the funniest moments was like trying to explain to someone that there was a there was a rule that was just like if your bomb has a parallel port on it you have to explain like, what I'm a parallel like, port is yeah I was, I, was try, I was trying to explain like okay parallel it's the, it's the really long one with two rows of pins right um, yeah. and then, then they described like oh no I think I've got one of those and there's like no that's a DVI port oh god <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty funny. We lost that one. <laughs> and so, and some of the modules, like as it, it eases you into new modules, as obviously as it as, as you go through the challenges. But some of the some of the ones are pretty complex and pretty hard to do fast. Mm. Um, so like the, there's there will be a skill to learning how those just getting your headset your your headset your mind in the right space to figure out this these these modules quickly. It's going to take some learning to do that. Um, Although I watched like people speed run this on AGT, it's like well, but yeah, but is that memorization more than yeah? It's hundred percent like memorizing the rules, but um, yeah, but it's not even necessarily memorizing the rules as much as memorizing like what the solutions are almost because there's only going to be a well, I mean, on some of those modules, there's only going to be a certain set of possible outcomes. Sure, like the easy wire module, for instance, it's almost always cut the fourth wire. <laughs> Anyway, it's pretty cool. And I think I'll stop my section here. Uh, cool. Uh, some good games going on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Considering. Wait, wait, wait. I started playing, uh, I needed something to do in the in the hospital at various stages, so I was playing Kirby's Adventure, I think it is, the NES one, available on uh, oh. NSO, on the Switch online thing. What, what the, made you, you mean the original? Start that. I don't think it's, no, Kirby's Dream Land was, the original oh, no, was on Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, Game Boy. Uh, I think Kirby, is that two? No, it can't be two. I don't, two. I don't know which one in the sequence it is, but it's, I knew it was one of the early ones, and a bit of me was like, I don't know that I've played a Kirby game. <laughs> right, yes. Um, I've watched Zach play plenty of them, but like <laughs> back in the day, uh, you know, when Game Boy emulation became an early thing and we were doing that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I thought I'd have a go, and it's like, I'm, I'm, it's okay, I guess. I, I mean, that is basically how Kirby is. Yeah, yeah, I find the control weirdly laggy and awkward at times, especially on this NES version. I don't know if that's just a quirk of the emulation or if the original was like it. Like, mm. uh, Which surprised me for a Sakurai game, right? And how much care he takes, mm, these, especially yeah. these days in, in terms of control. Um, yeah, it just doesn't feel as responsive as I was expecting. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not hating it. Why anyway. didn't you pick the, uh, you know, the Game Boy game then? Because it's not available on it's NSO. Not, uh, yeah, at until... the time. And you'd already played okay. the SNES one. The... I've briefly uh, played the SNES one. Uh, was it okay. the, the the multi weird yeah, the one? Weird multi pack thing. Not that, that does have a regular Kirby game in there as well. It's like two, isn't there? There's like some yeah. other regular Kirby game on SNES as well. Um, 
yeah, so I've only briefly touched that, and there's the, the, the structure of that confuses me. Um, <laughs> yes, it's weird. Uh, yeah, so I thought I'd try a more traditional one. Uh, anyway, I've now played a Kirby game, not all the way through, but some distance through. I mean, I, I, it presumably isn't the one that I'm thinking of because you probably would have noticed if you had the the other animal dudes. Oh, it's not got Kai or Kukain and Rick. Yeah, Kuk- <laughs> yeah, that's it. Kukai. Yeah, it's not got them. <laughs> I don't know what one that is. I always figure that as being it must be one of the two, but I, it or... might have been like subtitled two. Must be one of the Game Boy ones, right? I think, yeah, or yeah, probably maybe Game Boy Color Age. Yeah. But anyway, kind. Take it away, sir. So what? What have you been playing? Well, I mean, I've been playing a lot of normal things, but also I guess what I actually need to talk about briefly was like. A couple of weeks ago, they were doing. I think this week it's been another Next Fest thing. Oh yeah, where they just do a bunch of streams and demos and whatnot. Mm. But weirdly, like the week before that, they did a city builder specific demo run where like a bunch of random city. Well, can I say city builder? Rats. I like base building. I think was what the term was. Okay, a bunch of random base building games got basically uploaded their demos at the same time hmm. so it was like a next fest but just for base building games interesting okay so naturally that meant i went to play a shit ton of load demos i must have played like nine different demos nice but i don't think i need to talk about most <laughs> it's like this, this market's maybe getting a bit overcrowded i guess in the indie space does this, so does this overlap with like factory games to some extent yes or? i mean that is the base building tag seems to cover enough of that right to, trail into the factory genre mm. and i think the weirdest thing was like i think it was slightly before this base building demo fest the demo of steam world build came out which would have fit in that category right, but yeah. i think that happened like very slightly before this thing for some reason steam world build did we know this was coming not really i mean i don't i don't remember if they said because obviously in between the last steam world game they did the gunk oh yes of course <laughs> same developer yeah and I don't know if we knew that they were working on another Steam World themed game. No, I, I, since it, then. It, it, I just remember it turning up on my Twitter, someone talking about it, and I'm like, "Wait, what? They made a Steam World game?" Like, <laughs> well, yes, they they have been doing that occasionally. Yeah, I know, but it was just yeah, no, no build up. Yeah, so I mean, it's still only a demo or whatever at this point. It's not nearly. I don't think it. I don't know if they said that's going early access or not, but yeah, they uploaded this demo, and it's basically. It's it's combining on the surface <laughs> of the map, I guess. You're building a town in a sort of a old school style city building thing where like buildings have zones of influence and then if you if you're inside the zone it satisfies the need of that building or whatever. And then the buildings oh, okay. the buildings can tear up if they're covered by enough different needs and that mm. kind of thing. So it's using that system. But then because this is a sea mode game, you go into the mines underneath the town. And in that layer, it's basically Dungeon Keeper. <laughs> like oh. You're building little like layers, but they're for like, specific different types of worker bots, like miners and archaeologists or whatever. Don't be a narrator. No, unfortunately not. No. Well, I mean, there are voices, I guess. Not like not like the Dungeon Keeper style, though. There's no, there's no the dungeon is on a slot. <laughs> no, you can't worry about micro-picklets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's 
doing this weird combination of like the city builder on top of the dungeon keeper thing underneath. But I get, I from the demo at least, I was like, I'm getting the feeling it's like it's going to do that thing where it's not going to commit hard enough to either of these, and they're both going to be kind of generic and simple. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, that's not necessarily unsurprising from the Steam World series of games in general. Like they're not normally super amazingly revolutionary or anything. They're just good at what they yeah, do. Yeah, they're just regular, like solid indie-ish games. Indie-ish. I don't know how big that studio actually is. Oh, I don't know. Presumably they had to staff up to produce something like the gun. Yeah, you would have, you'd think so. So yeah, I, I, and slightly ridiculously, it's the same goddamn story again. I feel like they, like, <laughs> they maybe used that same story slightly too many times at this point. I like, someone's gone missing and they're trying to find it but we're building a town this time to do it no it's the it's the you're these steam robots on this planet which is going to explode shortly because of the ancient like the ancient human world where they fucked up the environment or whatever and mm. there's an ai deep underground and then the world explodes it's like that's the, basically the story of that's plot of the first two games yeah that well. is the plot of the first two games oh, wow okay you go into the mines you basically when you go into the mines you go down a certain depth and you reach the ancient human cities where it's all full of radiation and shit and then below that you get down far enough you reach the AI where it's like this is what the humans were fighting that fucked up their world <laughs> and then the planet explodes and then like so they've reused that in SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2 and then like te- like technically the oh, what was it called SteamWorld Heist the 2D oh, yeah, side yeah. Side scrolling, not side scrolling, side on shooter thing, tactical, tactical shooter. shooter thing. Yeah. That's actually the one game where it takes place after the planet has exploded. Like it's the continuation of that story. Like oh. now you're in space. So these are, but SteamWorld Dig One and Two can't be parallel stories, right? No, they do follow on from each other. So like, I believe in the end of SteamWorld One. I don't really remember it that well, but I think the planet doesn't actually explode. It's like there's earthquakes and shit, but I don't think the planet actually explodes at the end of SteamWorld One. And then they sort of retcon it into SteamWorld Two, where it's like okay. the guy from SteamWorld One goes missing, and then you have to go and find him to yeah. find out what's going on, and then the planet explodes. <laughs> but yeah, a I feel happy like, tale all around. <laughs> yes, but I feel like you know. Once they'd done SteamWorld Heist, I thought that was the idea, right? They were going to continue this story, but now mm. we've just gone back to the planet exploding again. So this is happening... <laughs> Presumably in parallel in to parallel. the first two games. So, yeah. It's another... They're somewhere else on the planet, these guys are discovering what's going on. Yeah, discovering the same things by the looks of it. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, you know, they could have continued the story. In fact, uh, like, I think the, the end of SteamWorld Heist implies... The end of SteamWorld Dig 2 sort of literally is a transition to SteamWorld Heist. Like they start, they show how you're going to live in space and how that's going to go with like the fragments of the planet or whatever. Okay. And then at the end of SteamWorld Heist, they they do kind of actually loop it back into the same story where you discover the AI again, except now it's in bits of planet in space. (laughs) So it's like it's all it's all basically the same story. I guess could could build have just been like, oh, we just decided. You know, we've we've been in space for a while. We're going to we're going to rebuild, build a, spa- build a space platform or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that wouldn't fit quite somewhere with the or dungeon keeper. Just pick another planet and they dig down and they find well, something else. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe the same AI has already rooted itself in this planet and, like, <laughs> and then it'll explode again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I just find that funny. <laughs> just like they they seem to have this one story that they're just going to keep reusing. 
I mean, if it works, I guess. So what else from the demos? I need to actually look at my phone because I wrote down some of the names because there was a lot of them. Um, what stands out? Well, okay, so I mean, I've only I've only put four of them here. One of them was Steamboat Build. Like, like this is already a trim list down mm. from like the nine that I played. Um, I guess we don't really need to talk about it much, but I played one called Fact <laughs> Factoroids. Factoroids. Because you've got to fit the word factory in there somehow. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to factor it in there. <laughs> but yes, that's that's basically Factorio except on asteroids. So it's like it's a three D map. With that. I mean, it's like it's cube based. Mm. So you're like you're building the you're building mines and shit on the surface of the asteroid and mysteriously like I don't know magnetized belts or something. I guess because the belts can like go around the corners of the asteroid. Okay. okay. <laughs> But yeah, that is just basically Factorio. Mm. I only wanted to bring that up because it was like a, you know, people Factor- are running out of ideas for names, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, bit of my, a bit of my head was going, is it actually a math puzzle? In, we, we, <laughs> it's about factorization. Yeah, in an asteroid theme. Be a bit like frog fractions-y. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, if it was another subversion game <laughs> yeah, like maybe. that, this would be, be a good one, place to put it. Uh, the one that I played the most and is probably the most like interesting i guess was called desynced and that's it's sort of like it's a sort of midway between factorio again i mean it has basically the same sort of world as factorio where there's like there's aliens Mm. and they like they spawn a certain distance away from you except in this case the aliens the aliens live on the high ground basically so as long (laughs) as you don't go up there you're fine oh shit are we anakin (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) You definitely don't have the high ground. <laughs> but um, so that game's trick is that when you build, well, it's got two tricks. Like the factories are modular. So like when you build a building, it's basically like a blank slot, basically. And so the buildings can have different numbers of different sizes of slot. Mm. And then you slot different modules onto them, depending on how big the module is. But then that also applies to like your actual units. So if you want to, you could theoretically have like a mobile refinery where you just slot the refinery module onto a unit that can carry it instead of the buildings. And then you could have multiple slots and you can have special like internal slots that that give them other effects. Like one, uh, you can get like an internal slot for buildings that gives them teleportation so they can transfer between each other without your units having to move things oh, around. I bet we thought the building could just teleport. <laughs> no, that would be cool too. <laughs> actually make it slightly easier to readjust your base if you yeah, can do yeah. that just slot the teleportation module in and move the whole building around or maybe you put like starcraft style boosters on the bottom of buildings so they can float around yeah but then so then the other part of this which is the other game that this is factorio and is it's basically like autonauts it's got the programming aspect where like your units have a once you get the ai chip or whatever you can put into the internal slots of your units then you can write a simple programming language thing to tell them what to do mm. so it's got that aspect like autonauts had except it's actually a bit more complicated but in in being more complicated it's also a bit more like unexplained well mm. i mean there's early access or demo or whatever so sure. it's obviously not Tutorial done might be missing yeah. it needs a bit more work on tooltips i guess and mm. such to actually tell you what's happening because when you get the programming language options it's like some of these are a bit too like you know real programming where it's like what does that mean mm. <laughs> what do you mean that you're searching for a thing what, does, what sort of thing <laughs> so 
So yeah, that was that was decent. But yeah, that does appear to be like a like factory across with autonauts, basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be anything particularly more interesting than that. It's got some kind of story about time travel, probably. <laughs> as far as I can tell from the start the lore at the start of that. Sidetrack for a moment. Yeah. What is it about this genre that makes it so full? Do you know what I mean? There's a it feels like there's a lot of stuff in this. I mean, I bet there's other genres that have the similar problem. Oh, sure. But and we just hear about it. <laughs> you just hear about you. them from me, yes. Yeah. But it does not feel crowded at this point. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying about these areas. It's like some of the ones that I've played that I'm not talking about are just like, this is just enough. This is a bit too, you know, not higher quality enough. Mm. Like, these Surely are, these games are quite difficult to make. Yeah, you'd even. think so. Like, you so have why to, is so many attempts? Like, yeah. Maybe oh, like, it's a, the programming mindset is like, well, these are actually all just semi-solvable problems if you see what I mean there should be a, there should be a straight logic to how these works yeah or maybe when, when you're programming the game anyway it's like you can just implement the programming aspect of the game more easily because you're sort of already doing that yeah I wonder if it's like one of these like challenges that may perhaps a non-game focused developer can sort of look at and be like you know what yeah, I can maybe. figure out the rules for this yeah you must have to write a shitload of unit tests to like, how oh the God. hell do you where, where like you? tell what, <laughs> you know, the combinations of things that could cause bugs are ludicrous. I mean, if games write unit tests generally, this might be <laughs> yeah. the genre that needs them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, when you've got these internal programming languages, the game part of the game, I mean, obviously there's ways that, you know, you just jip it where it's just like it just fails it just <laughs> breaks you don't have yeah. to worry about errors exactly you just have to make it not work if it's do if it's someone tries to do something that you know is going to break mm. Mm. But that's challenging well um, that's true i guess try and identify and then the only other one that i want to talk about only really briefly because it has a weird name it's called i am future <laughs> Uh, okay, love it. Which I believe, yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of the reasons I brought it up because I suspected Rob might like that name. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I am weasel from the concept of the game. <laughs> I am a moon. <laughs> from the concept of the game, I feel like that's meant to be a reference to I Am Legend. <laughs> okay, I right, think, yeah. but I'm like, I don't know if it is. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's not nearly as dark as I Am Legend anyway, right. it, but it is a like apocalypse survival thing i guess where you're a lone survivor in a city mm. except it's flooded rather than filled with Zombie vampires <laughs> but yeah you, you wake up out of your cryopod in this flooded city and you and you you know you do survival things collect food and repair various items how's it is it how's it presented this is like whenever i think survival for some, I, I immediately go oh it's gonna be another one of those first person games no it's it? it's like a isometric almost like top down ish so more in the don't starve category than yeah, kinda. Except it's just like the re- the main reason why it's not as dark is because it's literally not as dark. It's more like a you know I don't know what you'd call that. <laughs> it's like it's, it's not cartoony, but it's like I don't know indie game, <laughs> <laughs> indie game, like generic kind of not pixel art, not but... pixel art, not not full cartoon, but like you know fairly brightly coloured and fairly cartoon esque characters. Okay. Not mobile game. No. <laughs> Cartoon. I mean, it could be verging on that, kind of. But mm. 
yeah i mean it's not overly complicated it does have a slightly interesting system of where like all the junk that's lying around on these building rooftops you know all the like random old microwaves and whatever random bits of sheet metal some of it you just dis- disassemble in the world by using different tools that you get that you find over time that attach to your robot arm of course <laughs> but like so most of the things that you can disassemble in the world have stages where it's like here's a fence that's that's been put up on top of this roof and like if you have this tool you can disassemble a bit of sheet metal off it but then you need this other tool to be able to disassemble the metal poles so you have like this multi-stage disassembling and then for more like smaller items like a kettle or whatever it has a little weird not really a mini game but it has like it's the 3d model of a kettle and then you have to go around and like turn it around and find all the screws and like actually take it apart to get all the individual parts out of it hmm. and i think you can even like like stop midway through like you could just take it apart part way and get some of the stuff that would be like, and then have, have this for later <laughs> i don't know and just take the whole thing with you yeah because you can still keep the whole item hmm. but i think if you stop the disassembling process you do get part of the resources hmm. which is weird but yeah, it's. I mean, it's not a complicated game, obviously. As a fishing mini game, <laughs> because and weirdly, that seems to be like your main source of food. Like at the start, you're scavenging for like plants or whatever on the roof, and the plants give you seeds, and then you can build a farm plant. And you're like, okay, that must be how we're going to make food, right? Farming game. Yeah, it's a farming game. You'd think that, but like, the farming is massively inefficient compared to fishing. Like fishing, it just gives you way more food. You just have to play this mini game instead. And planting the plants takes like an entire day or whatever of in-game time and has to be watered midway through that. And, and that in itself is inconvenient because you have to like, you go down the lift to the to the fishing dock, basically, at the water level, pick up the water, but it's salt water, so you have to take it back upstairs and then put it on the fire to desalinate it. And then your bucket has basically has like three charges. So if you're growing three plants, that's fine. But if you're growing more than three plants, then you have to empty the bucket, then go all the way back downstairs, then get another bucket of water, and then bring it all the way back up. And it's like, or you can just go downstairs and then just fish. <laughs> and then you just get food. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's maybe not balanced very well. But is the, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Because if the fish is just less effort. Yeah. Overall. And also for the same amount of food or for actually like more food. Oh, okay. <laughs> and also the fish is like this weird tiered system where depending on what bait you use, you get better fish. Mm. But if you have no bait and you fish, one of the things you fish up is bait. So you can just like you oh. kind of automatically upgrade the chain just by doing some fishing to I start see. with. Yeah, okay. So your 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 worm suddenly catches a prawn and then you can use the prawn well, to no, get a crab. It, or if, you, if you have no bait when you do your first fishing you catch either junk, which is actually a kind of useful way to get infinite resources. Mm. But if you you otherwise catch clams and that counts as a bait, so then you can use the clams to catch actual fish. You catch a clam or a rod? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know, I guess. <laughs> You have to be very lucky. Just like using the clam crooked. to just go on, on your rod instead. <laughs> so yes, that's that. That's I Am Future. <laughs> I Am Future! I did note that, actually, something we missed from the Nintendo thing, that we love Katamari is getting a remaster. Yes, it is. Which is, you know, our preferred Katamari, the yep. second one. <laughs> the one that usually doesn't get a look in. Mm. Oh, that's good. I don't know if it's like a. It looked like the texture work had had some some, some a little stuff bit, yeah. done to it, but um, other than that, it didn't look like a lot had changed. And it's like I bet me he's wondering is like is this, is this is Namco doing this like they did re roll, 
uh, and written launching on multiple platforms mm. or is it just switch is it a weirdly switch only thing yeah i guess that was kind of weird that they just brought that up in the switch presentation yeah. <laughs> can't say that i've heard that anywhere else but anyway yeah we love katamari it's a it's a it's better than you than the original it's probably, and, it's probably the best one it's probably the best one and speaking of names that rob probably likes um, I, I, this is not a game I've played. It's only a game I've seen, and I'm wondering if <laughs> I should play now that I've looked at it a bit. A game called Pizza Tower. Pizza Go Tower. <laughs> I'm sure that's all Rob needs to hear. Go on. Um, Go on. Oh, uh, it's it's hard to describe because I, like I didn't get it at first because the main thing that you notice if you look at it is the animation style. It's like it's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's trying to emulate a sort of a yeah, like okay, i'm gonna google this right now <laughs> well we can watch the trailer after this podcast but it's it's trying to emulate i guess a sort of a 90s cartoon style but not like in a cartoon style it's still pixely so it's got all these like exaggerated hot what do you call those the stupid faces that they do. There's a specific name. It's got stupid faces as well. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm leading up to the best part that Rob's going to like the most. Is this, called, is this Pizza Tower? Pizza Tower. So the actual game is, I would say it's like a cross between a Wario land, like the concept of how Wario is invulnerable and he has these weird attacks. And then it's sort of crossed with Sonic almost. Right. Like you have to right. run through the level. You... So the way it works, I believe, is you you play through the level in a sort of Wario Land style initially, inwards, and then when you hit a trigger at the end of the level, it it then turns into a speed run to escape, but you play the level like backwards, but certain obstacles change on the way back, but then that becomes much faster because it's on like a time limit, so it turns into right. this ma- like the, mad the dash. Speed run out. But this the, looks insane. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got like a... Uh, my immediate reaction was is like some of the animation reminds me of do you remember Booger Man? Yeah. That, on the Mega Drive? Kind of. It's got it's got a little bit of that nineties vibe, definitely. And then the thing that I'm leading up to, which is the bit that Rob would like the most, is the like the big bad guy is just called Pizza Face. And it's literally just a, <laughs> a face made of like a pizza with a face on it. It's Pizza the Hut. Yep, Pizza Face. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I've what like a crazy looking thing. It looks mad. I think I believe there's actually a demo of it, so I might just play that at yeah. least. Oh my! <laughs> Some of these boss characters as well. Okay. Oh, they've, oh I see what they did. I see, yep. what, I see what they're doing in some of these. Yep. Okay, okay. I'm not going to spoil it for those <laughs> who want to want to go check it out. But yeah, they're on my level. <laughs> nice. Yes, that, that, that was just a weird thing that I saw, and I was like, "I bet Rob would like this just from the concept, if not even the game." Well, I mean, it, it looks—it does. I mean, it looks crazy enough to keep you. It looks. It looks. It just looks. Yeah, it does look. It <laughs> sure looks. looks. It looks. It looks. Do they have your pizzas? Quite possibly. <laughs> Don't know what the actual story of that game is exactly. But yeah, pizzas are involved. Is he fighting against pizza? In which case, we might have a problem here. No, I think. Like, I, 
Okay, so it gets the sanctity of feet. I think I what from I've what I've gleamed from the from the bits of the intro I've seen is like <laughs> gleamed. Did he say gleamed? Yes, gleamed. Gleamed. He, it's gleamed. Isn't it? anyway, I, I believe he runs a pizza restaurant, but he's super in debt. And then a giant face made out of pizza threatens to blow up his restaurant with a laser from the pizza tower. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I. That's all I can tell. This is how you solve debt in this world. You just laser things. So there you go. All right. That's the end of this podcast, I guess, unless Dan has played anything he wants to talk about. Nope, I think that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) How do you top pizza tower? Yeah. Exactly. You can't top pizza tower unless you put more pizza on top of it. Pizza. (laughs) Top tower. Uh, Cool. Uh, Thank you for joining us on the first Wave of Baby podcast. Wave of Baby. (laughs) Wait for it. Stay tuned for more in the coming weeks. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel where we're playing, currently playing Sonic Lost World for some reason, uh, which is entertaining. <laughs> so uh, check out Happy Salad on YouTube, or you could just go to happysalad.net where our podcast is and you can find the videos there too. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll be back with another potentially in, in a couple of weeks. I certainly enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. Indeed. Hope you did too. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>